0: I will not use that word or ginormous. Adam Curry, John C. Dvorak. It's
1: Thursday, February twenty third, two thousand twelve. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media
2: Assassination, episode three eight five. This is No Agenda
1: home, GPS is here at Camp Mofo in the capital of the Drone Star State,
0: Austin, Texas. In the morning, everybody. I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where we're only 15 episodes away from episode number 400 on the No Agenda Show, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's
3: Craig Bottom Buzzkill.
1: In the morning. That's right, man. 400 episodes of love. <laughs> okay. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not really love, but yeah. <clears throat> two check two one two, two two. All right. Check two check, check two 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 two. two.
0: two. Okay. So it looks like the Israelis are going to use drones to guard the <laughs> Leviathan oil field. <laughs> really?
1: Of all the things I thought I would have picked up as a story, you found it, huh? I didn't. Israel
0: hear it. to use drones really <laughs> to guard gas fields from Hezbollah.
1: <laughs> really? What publication? I need that link. That's fantastic
0: world tribune
1: it makes so much sense doesn't it sure it's so cheap i mean it doesn't make sense for the military industrial complex but you know i was thinking i it's funny you bring this up because i was watching a uh, what was i watching this uh some uh, china fellow who was demonstrating his drones and they can go like 70 kilometers an hour uh, two kilometer distance uh, and or altitude and with the camera, and he's like, oh, this is going to replace helicopter pilots. And of course, it's true. And I'm looking at that, and I'm like, our game show, Win, loser, Drone, it should really be kind of like, it, it is a running man thing, but you have a shotgun. And these drones start flying around. It's like a, a shotgun. You get a shotgun,
0: like, or the shotgun is on the, on the drone? You no, know, the
1: drone has a, uh, has a taser. And it can shoot beanbags, but you get a shotgun, and it's like a skeet sh- skeet shooting game, and uh, and yeah, except the except the skeet shoot back.
0: So how well, how would you score this? I mean, would the, would the drones throw a, a like, beanbag it, or a, a taser bomb at you, and then no, you'd be well, knocked
1: out and you'd the, lose? I think it's like Space Invaders. So these drones are coming at you, and it starts with one or two, and they're happy little colors, right? And they're easy to to, to knock off. And then as you keep going. And of course, you're in some bombed out city or something, so you do have some places to kind of hide. Some of them are, are explosive, and and basically, if one of them gets you, then it's, the game ends. Can you get killed? Yeah, if you want, that's the get you part. No. I think it would be cool with the skeet shoot angle. Is uh, is something no one's yeah, started? No, with. I think
0: it'd be cool to have a like a nice. Uh a nice uh, shotgun that you can run around with. Yeah. And then, uh, if you see the drone, you turn and shoot it. Yeah.
1: Drone hunt. That's what we'll call it. Drone hunt. Something like, I, I, I'm telling you, hear me now, believe me later. This show will eventually be on the air. And you and I will probably be sitting on this damn podcast going, oh, Told you.
0: We didn't get a piece of that. <laughs> we didn't get a piece of that action, man. <laughs> Need some points.
1: Hey, In the morning to you, John C. Dvorak.
0: In the morning to you, Adam Curry. In the morning to all ships at sea and boots on the ground and feet in the air.
4: Attention, Mr. and Mrs. America and all the ships at sea. They're coming.
5: It is useless trying to resist them.
6: Remain calm. What we originally thought were flying saucers are actually an invasion like we have never seen. Venus, no harm. They've come
2: to bring their message to the masses. They're here.
1: So this was a uh, commercial on the local uh, Austin television. Guess what that was for?
0: Uh, Mars needs
1: women. You know, the Volkswagen dealership. I guess the new uh, Jetta. <laughs> <laughs> because I, you know, I have like three different uh, stations on at one time. I think this was maybe I, it must have been. I don't know if it was the local station. Or lo- <laughs> new Jetta. And I like, and I hear this attention all ships at sea. I'm like, who's ripping us off now? And I look over, <laughs> and I see like this. I'm like, what is this? And they have like all this old footage. Like, you know, there's some guys at some advertising agency in Austin going. Hey, man, I got a good idea. I uh, Not that I heard this anywhere or anything, but I, I got a cool idea to use something.
0: And, uh, well, you know, they can do, st- do stuff like that in a little town like Austin, which is just cosmopolitan enough to have a few creative people there. And then uh, <laughs> a they, few. They can get away have, with it. We have more than have a some few. Some saying, yeah, hey, you know. Uh,
1: <laughs> we have more the, than a few. We got we have a bunch of suits. We got, we got tons of creative people here, man. What you yeah. saying, boy? Anyway, yeah, I also want to say yeah. in the morning to all of the uh, human resources who are checking in at NoAgendaStream.com, uh, NoAgendaChat.net, uh, Mr. Oil and uh, Gitmo Slave have a new system set up, which uh, I guess is working now, so people can hear us uh, uh, streaming live. I hope so. But I know the majority listen on the podcast, but boys, it appreciated to have those human resources bitching at us in real time, setting us straight, keeping us on the uh, the straight path, straight and narrow path. And... Keeping keep i honest. <laughs> Do not use Anderson Pooper slogan on, <laughs> on this program. So last night um, I got a bunch of pooper stuff. Oh, good. Well, we rushed home. Uh, we had. Why? A, we, well, we because it, um, the uh, the presidential the GOP X factor starts at seven here. We're on uh, central time instead of eight. So uh, so we had a, a, a nice bite to eat and watch the sunset, which, by the way, in, in Texas are spectacular. Just the most beautiful sunsets you've ever seen. It's
0: all that dust in the air.
1: <laughs> okay, whatever, Mr. California A. It's so healthy where you live.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, so we get home. Now, many people... We'll only see snippets of uh, of these so-called debates and uh, and don't actually see the whole thing. And don't actually uh,
0: see how often they try to screw over Ron Paul, where he had to actually interrupt. To excuse get in me. Worried. Excuse me. Can I
1: answer the question? By the way, John, as a television executive, which is how we analyze most of this, I mean, these they had these little desks that they had the guy sitting behind. Yeah, yeah. they should have had like a a little uh, little cup with crayons on every desk. It was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Yeah,
0: they were too different.
1: Well, they were too tiny. They did switch it up. I liked it. They put Ron Paul on the left hand side, uh, next to uh, Santorum, then Romney, then Gingrich. So it was a it was a good mix up. Um, The 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 director was horrible. He was cutting you know he was cutting the stuff too fast. He would stay on people way too long. You know, you knew a question was coming because it was almost like they were previewing the camera for the question in the audience. I'm like, why are they showing the shot of this guy? And like, oh, okay. And then John King would say, oh, time for a question from the audience. (laughs) Whoever was directing or the technical director maybe had had sticky keys. But the thing that really got me is um, this episode of the president, the GOP X Factor, the opening
0: montage. I don't know if you had a chance to catch it. I missed, the very, I missed the first five minutes. Oh, the
1: opening montage. I think they actually got the guy now from X-Factor to do the voiceover. And I, I swear to God, it, it, you'll hear this thing, this open. And, 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 a, and after it, you just want Ryan Seacrest. You don't want John King. It's just like, where's Ryan? I'm ready for this. Listen to this, John. This is, listen to how they title the contestants in this contest. <laughs>
2: Arizona tonight, a grand showdown in a presidential contest that's been all over the map.
6: If you don't like the state of the race right now, wait a couple of weeks. This has been like riding Space Mountain with Disney.
2: The Republican race could take another turn right now when the GOP candidates return to the debate stage. Santorum, the late contender.
1: <laughs> listen, to, listen to the late
2: contender. Says it's a two-man duel now, and he'll be the one left standing.
4: I stand here to be the conservative alternative to Barack Obama.
2: Mitt Romney, the long-distance runner, says every rival that's threatened him has made him stronger. My conservatism is to the core. Newt Gingrich, the determined challenger, vowing to compete, win or lose, until the last votes are cast.
7: And now we intend to change Washington, not accommodate it. Ron
2: Paul,
0: the delegate hunter,
7: (laughs) keeping his campaign. (laughs) Ron
0: Paul, the delegate hunter. I missed that. (laughs) That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. It's the duel in the desert. And then you get John King. King again, the worst. Oh. I mean, this guy should be ashamed of himself. I got to, I have a couple of poignant clips that just kind of explain what I'm talking about when I say this, when um, I may, might want to run them, um, yeah. Yeah, let me sure. open up my clip file. Play the one uh, Santorum. I only have this cut. I just cut it off. I just want you to listen to the question and then start to listen to Santorum's answer. And then I'll finish off by explaining what happened. Santorum on contraception.
5: You told an evangelical blog, if elected, you will talk about what, quote, no president has talked about before the dangers of contraception. Why?
4: Uh, What I was talking about is we have a society. Charles Murray just wrote a book about this and it's on the front page of The New York Times two days ago which is the increasing number of children being born out of wedlock in America, teens who are sexually active. What we're seeing is a problem in our culture with respect to children being raised by children, children being raised out of wedlock and the impact on society economically.
0: He goes on and on and on like this. He never talks about the dangers of contraception. He actually talks – he, he gives the, the counter of why contraception might actually be important because you're having all these babies everywhere. It went on for five minutes with this crap, and, and John King never says jack about it. He's asked him a question. What's the dangers of contraception? He doesn't even come close to answering it. He goes off the deep end about teenage pregnancy, which seems to me to be the, the obverse of the dangers of contraception. I figured this out, by the way. What is wrong with this guy?
1: Well, I I figured out what's going on with the contraception thing. So we have to understand that we have these super PACs. And the super PACs basically control the media messaging. Because all these millions of dollars go through the super PACs straight to the media. As you've pointed out, John, uh, the, the, the whores... At the mainstream media companies, they just want more of it. So yeah, 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 yeah. We'll 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 talk about your ad. We'll run it. You know, you buy do a media buy. We'll talk about it. Yeah, whatever the issue is, we'll talk about it. Yeah, it's all good. So the problem with the super PAC is that it can uh, you can have money coming in. You can uh, we could basically set up a super PAC uh, as, as let's say we were uh, raging liberal Democrats and we set up a super PAC for Rick Santorum. And we'll just call it the Rick Santorum is awesome super PAC. And we will then go pour $10, $20 million into uh, uh, media messaging. And we know that we'll get our deals because that's how it works. You know, money talks. And, And this happened. Do you remember the debate with George Stephanopoulos? And it was the ABC debate. Now, ABC is, of course, super compromised. And this is where this issue came up for the first time with Romney. And it came out of so out of left field. And even Romney was like, I, I don't understand. Why, why are you asking me this question? No one's talking about this issue whatsoever. Well, no, Ste-
0: this is the one where he just was flabbergasted yes, by the
1: question. Because, well, Stephanopoulos is, of course, a Clinton operative. This is why he introduced this question. He, he it is completely done with one reason and is to get the republican party bitching and moaning and fighting and from and santorum is a is a total idiot the guy actually is sitting there believing that he's great you can see it in his eyes he believes he believes (laughs) that he has a chance he doesn't understand that he's being played like a stradivarius fiddle my friend so they've pumped this guy up so, so what we all week for two weeks, all we hear is contraception, religion, and Santorum is such a doofus. Who Satan is attacking America, and meanwhile, Obama is like, <laughs> this is great, good job, guys. You got them all off message. They're not talking about the economy. They're talking about the rubbers and the pill. It's this. It it is. This is very, very, very dangerous uh, for the Republican Party who want to uh, unseat Obama. And and it's working. They're so stupid.
0: Yeah. Well, Santorum is definitely at the top of the list. He's (laughs) he's definitely the dumbest of the four guys. There's no doubt about that.
1: Did you see the uh, the subliminal messaging outside? There was it's 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 all over the net, and I tweeted a picture of it, Uh, or I retweeted, I should say. So they cut to this. uh, They're going to commercial. They only had like three commercial breaks. They cut to commercial. You see a whole bunch of signs, most of them Ron Paul signs. But then if you freeze frame it and you know, the subliminal stuff works, it's actually outlawed. You can't do subliminal messaging. So, you know, people saw it. That's why they they a lot of them tweeted this picture. There's a guy holding a sign, a professionally made sign, at least, you know, like with real fonts and printed and on a on a piece of wood or cardboard, and it says frothy mix, like Santorum, <laughs> frothy mix, anal lube, and fecal matter. And CNN broadcast that. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. So th- th- this, you are not only is Santorum being played, but the audience is being played. And which is correct. This is why it's an entertainment show. This is why I thoroughly enjoy watching it. Uh, although, unfortunately, it doesn't do much for uh, the country. It's not going to help America much.
0: No, not at all.
1: And uh, and you know I've had a um, an interesting email conversation with Doug Weed. Remember Doug Weed? Yeah, I do remember Doug Weed. He's the guy that showed up, and we're like, "Hey, who is this guy?" All of a sudden, and uh, he's now the spokesperson and senior advisor for uh, for uh, Ron Paul's campaign. I had a very interesting email uh, back and forth with
0: it. And and what happened?
1: Well, so the last thing we discussed, I said, look, listen, hear me now. Uh, I truly believe, I think, you know, the constant messaging, great. You know, it's fantastic that uh, you have Ron Paul not wavering, not falling for the traps. But I think the people are ready to understand that... uh, You know, we don't need Romney to go kill people in brown people in sandy areas to protect pipelines and oil and gas transport. And we came back with an interesting response saying, yeah, I totally agree on that analysis. But then when it comes to the I thought I I thought Ron Paul was really good last night, but Mm -hmm. I think I think he failed on the Iran thing.
0: Yeah. And when he gets. Um, well, I, I was very disappointed in his performance, to yeah. be honest about because yeah, he kept, you know, fi- not finishing the sentences is the problem. He'll have something that he just, you know what he's going to say. You know what he's talking about if you've been following him. But if you're just listening to him cold, it's like, can't this guy finish a sentence? I agree. And, and, and when he gets and excited. very poorly, you know, you know, and he gets excited and he, you then, know, well, he tries to talk when, fast because they don't give him enough time. So he rushes.
1: When he gets excited. Then he completely messes up his sentences. So he said, "Okay, look, I know that the uh, you aren't listening to me on. uh, I've tried to explain this several ways. Let me uh, attack it from an economic perspective. And instead of saying, which is kind of if you say it like this, like the reason why Russia left Afghanistan where they were for over a decade is because the whole process had bankrupted Russia. The way it came out of his mouth was the reason why they, the Russians left here is, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it had no impact. That was very it was funny in the beginning when he when he said, you know, Santorum is fake. That was very strong. But I agree. And particularly the Iran issue. He didn't nail it. He did not nail it. It was, ve- it was very uh, yeah uh, disappointing. I agree. He
0: had the right idea.
1: Well, of course he has the right idea. We all know (laughs) that. (laughs) He's got the right idea. But I mean, maybe we just say, hey, American people don't want to kill brown people in sand anymore to protect oil and gas interests. Get get over it already. And these douchebags are all in on it. I mean, what difference does it
0: make? The point across. But, you know.
1: Yeah. But we can't do that because uh, I don't know. That's kind of what I was trying to tell Doug Weed is just say something to the American people that they understand in
0: English. Well, I was, I have this clip. I, I don't want to. There's a couple other things these guys are doing that are weird. The one that got me and I thought that maybe Ron Paul would come in out of this. Oh, he has got screwed out of most of these. Uh, you know, they do three and then they skip it, and then they do three and they skip it. Then they just ask some generalized question and they go to him first. Yeah. So it has the, le- the least impact. I mean, it was, it was so rigged, it was ridiculous. But the one, that got, the, the one that got me was uh, I think Failure to Answer Questions Right is the clip. Why don't you play that and I'll explain what I'm talking about.
1: Why was George W. Bush wrong in his efforts to save the auto industry? And why was Barack Obama wrong to continue the effort? Uh, Senator Santorum, I want to go to you first with this question. You, like your friends on the stage tonight, opposed the auto bailout. Michigan votes on Tuesday along with Arizona. Uh, We assume folks are watching there tonight. Address your answer to an auto worker who may believe strongly that he or she has that job tonight because of the help, the bailout.
4: I would just say to them that um, I, in principle, oppose government coming in and bailing out a, a sector of the economy or an industry uh, with government dollars and 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 with government manipulation of that market, which is exactly what happened twice uh, in 2008 and 2009. The first time it happened was the Wall Street bailout. On principle, I opposed the Wall Street bailout. Even though I, I understand people have, um, uh, I, I, reasonable people could disagree, I felt that having the government come in in such a major way and have a okay, huge in, uh, influence...
0: Uh, now, here, now, all these guys answered this question pretty much the same way, except uh, all incorrectly. Some Santorum for not really—you know—he wasn't opposed in principle. with crap? Question was uh, addressed the answer to auto workers who think that they have their job because of the of the bailout, and not one person did answer the answered answer in, the in an obvious question. way that would indicate they have some understanding of either business or workers they never it never addressed the workers and all you had to do was say and you would have gotten away with this and it would have buried everybody else would have and you could start with look <laughs> which is always a good one because people at home go uh
1: what Look, so something, something, something's going to be going serious.
0: through bankruptcy. Doesn't mean you're going to lose your job. <coughs> you would have the same job today if the process had gone its normal course. What you've got now is a job. Well, you are got now is a job where you're sh- just short of working for the government. You don't want to work for the government if you're in the private sector because there's no possibility of getting out of that that government uh, payment system, the GS, whatever it is. So you would, so workers out there, you would still be working. You might actually be doing better. There may be even more factories running under the bankruptcy laws. That's what they do: is to protect the company. Yeah, it's to protect the company from creditors. It's not to turn the company over to the government. So that so the workers, you know, and not one person said this to anybody. No, they just blah 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 blah. blah. They well, don't even well, give a crap. No, about all the they workers, did was attack. All
1: they did was attack the unions, and, yeah, and Obama. Yeah, and if I were there, I would have said, look, huh? <laughs> I would have said, um, what happened is they paid back all the money to the government because they got a cheaper loan from the private sector, which is the way it should be in the first place, except without, the, without kicking out your CEO and everything by government mandate. If, how how can we're, John, how come we're not running for president? We'd be so much better.
0: Well, maybe we'd choke. We'd be very dead. That's
1: what we'd be. Well, we would be, they, they don't, no bond. You don't, you just
0: don't, push could you imagine, could you I mean, imagine that? Like,
1: can, uh, uh, can you imagine me with my, my Tourette's and, and you with
0: your, eh. look, eh. Are oh, you kidding with that question? Actually, I have to give still give credit to Gingrich for doing that better than anybody else. Whatever he's asked, he says, "Well, that's he's not the right good. question to ask." Yeah, he's very good. It's he's not very the right good. question. You're answering. You're asking the wrong question. Is my yeah. favorite thing yeah. he <laughs> says. So, so, Mr. Gingrich, have you uh, have you been you know killing anybody recently? You're asking the wrong question. No, the very question good. should be whether Obama yeah. is going to do this. Yeah, fact. I
1: know. I know. He's
0: good. He's good. And they don't stop him from doing this. He's good. John King is the biggest loser in the universe. This guy John is- King sucks at this. Why do they? They obviously put him on because he's a softballer that can't call these guys out for not answering the questions or anything else. I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. And, and did
1: you see his eyes? He, they were like, Ugh. He was like, I
8: think,
0: he, yeah. you think he was coked out again? No, he would have been taught. No, no, no. He, no. But he was on Just something. The opposite. He was on something. His, eye, his pupils were like dilated. I, maybe they had to slow him down or something. Because if, yeah. he's, if he's normally speedy self yeah. from whatever, it could be natural high. Yeah. Uh, he uh, talks too fast.
1: Well, anyway, uh, so uh, was this the last debate? Now, now we get to... No, we wish. I, Let's no, take a
0: look in the book of knowledge and see if there's any more debates coming up.
1: No, I think... I think they all canceled the uh, the next debate before Super Tuesday, which is coming up, right? Isn't it like uh, Tuesday? March... No, 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 no. like March seventh or something?
0: Tuesday. I know that.
1: Yeah, is it Fat Tuesday?
0: Is it? It's... No, Fat Tuesday was yesterday or the day uh, before.
1: But it is interesting how how Super Tuesday is right around Mardi Gras. Hmm, can't be any coincidence. Debate schedule here it is. All right. While well, you're looking that up, another interesting donor to the Super Pax. Oh, here,
0: here, 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 this is it. 22nd was today. Mm-hmm. March 1st, canceled. March 5th, canceled. March 19th on PBS in Portland, Oregon, they're going to have it. PBS? Yeah.
1: So, no. So, well, that no, that's,
0: might as well not have a debate. Yeah, that looks like the last one. And before Super Tuesday. I don't know when Super Tuesday is. Is it just? I thought it was consult the book of knowledge when is Super Tuesday? <sighs> it's Super Tuesday. Meanwhile, I will play a
1: clip of the latest uh, donor <laughs> to the uh, Ron Paul Super PAC. Co-founder of PayPal is pumping cash into the Super PAC supporting Ron Paul. A new filings
9: for, uh, with the Federal Election Commission show Peter Thiel donated one point seven million dollars in January. That's on top of nine hundred thousand dollars he donated in December. The money from the Silicon Valley billionaire accounts for seventy-six percent
1: of the superfax fundraising so far. Yeah, I don't think that's a good March. Yeah, March sixth, right? March sixth. So no more debate until Super until Super Tuesday. My point is, yeah, exactly. there's one
0: after, and that's the end.
1: Yeah, and then it'll be a brokered convention, and that's when Jeb Bush will rise uh, from the ashes, and they'll choose him.
0: Yeah, that's what he all, keeps saying, everyb- everybody, everybody's talking about. This. Romney all the way.
1: They're really talking about. No, I think Romney's
0: out. He's Dolls. out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why they brought this, those crazy things from 2008, that satanic crap from Santorum. To, that was good. To, to calm him down a little bit. You
1: know what he should have done? Santorum should have done, you know, have you ever listened to Yes, We Can backwards? Because that's actually, <laughs> thank you, Satan. He's saying, thank you, Satan. Obama is the Antichrist. That's what he should have said, man. That, now, that would have been cool. And I bet you a lot of people would have bought into it.
0: Yeah, well, especially the people
1: that like Santorum. <laughs> there are no people that like Santorum. No, but look no. at the guy's eyes. Look at his eyes. Look deep into his eyes. He believes it. He's such a bonehead. He really thinks people are loving him and his message. He has no idea. This guy, is. he is set for such a fall.
0: It's... it's oh. I don't think it's going to be much of a fault. He's oh, just yeah. going to be a little disappointed. Uh, <laughs> I think Ron Paul will be the guy with the second most. He, right now, Ron Paul still has the second most uh, delegates.
1: Yeah, but it means nothing because they're going to a brokered convention. It means nothing. They're
0: not going to a brokered convention.
1: Oh, there we go. Okay.
0: I'm putting it in the book right now. You're saying,
1: Romney, I'm saying brokered convention. Jeb Bush stands up. And, you know, th- at this point, I think the Republicans... I know that
0: the Bushes, the Bush... the. Uh, Cabal would love that, but I just don't think it's going to happen.
1: I see Jeb Bush was, uh, he was out there. He was out on the road doing something. (laughs) Yeah, uh, you watch. Picking up uh, litter? (laughs) No, I think he does more than that. Hey, do we have uh, people to uh, credit as executive producers of the uh, No Agenda podcast episode 385, known as the best podcast in the universe?
0: Yes, we do. We have a whole bunch of people to uh, credit. We have two nice. executive producers, as yeah, a matter right. of fact. Right on. Uh, Sean Potts in Beaverton, Oregon. Uh, first-time uh, donor. He started listening to the... And he came in with $555.55 because he's going towards his uh, knighthood, obviously, right off the bat. He started listening to your show in November on a recommendation from an employee, Matt uh, Correxman.
1: Probably Correz... Oh, no,
0: it is Correxman. I'm sorry. You're right. I am behind on episodes and just finished episode 375. Apparently Matt's got enough free time to call me out as a (laughs) douchebag. So I figured I'd just take the money that was going to be Matt's bonus <laughs> and give it to you guys. This <laughs> I rounded is... it up just because, just because. So enjoy Matt's bonus and keep up the good work. I forgot to ask, could I have a de-douching and a shard of, shard of karma for good measure?
1: A shard of karma? No. We shard. Can,
10: <laughs> You've been de-douched. You've got
1: karma. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
0: This is very good. I like There's how Be a lot of pencils that Matt's going to have to steal to make up for this lost bonus. This is, No, but this is very good. It's like you
1: call out your boss as a douchebag. First, you get him to listen. Then you call him out as a douchebag. And then your boss takes your bonus. Thank you. <laughs> no, well, thank, this is the American way. Yes. Thank you very much. This you is how they got there to do the yes, bottom of it. Thank you. <laughs> Perfect. appreciate it. And welcome to the family, Sean.
0: Frank DeZoglio in Jamestown, Rhode Island, came in with 500 bucks to, uh, to congratulate himself on a birthday. It's be his birthday show. But he also needs general karma, puts him over the top for his knighthood. Keep yep. up the great work, all your time and efforts appreciated. I know January was slow, but as the election approaches, you'll have a lot of great material for the show. Hopefully, this will increase the listenership and donors, and it probably will.
1: Well, unfortunately, uh, election time does not give us any good uh, material for the show because it's,
0: it's down to the point where it's just boring. Well, there's a boring aspect. But give him a, a shot of karma. Yes, absolutely.
10: You've got karma. And
0: then we have a slew of ex- associate executives, Sir Dirk, in uh, June Gallup, uh, Western Australia. Oh, this was a drunk donation. Yes, okay, so I'll have to read it. I, I read, read it a drunk. I this. Read a I'll drunk. read it slow. Okay, here's the sale of my iPhone 4, so you don't have to. Minus an eBay fee of 40, what the, f- <laughs> minus new bearings for the boat trailer, 125 bucks. So so there has been very little work of late. So the drunken knight suffers financially, and I do not know where are my followers. <laughs> I saved some dollars because of Gene Claude's advice on Johnny Walker gold. Man, it's nicer than blue by a long shot. But still no work contracts, and you complain about donations. Perhaps all of us being in IT have lows around Christmas explaining the boners. And either way, after this lovely drop of golds, here I donate so that I, some shield don't have to. John, you missed my son's birthday. Call out. Only ever sober message. <laughs> It's not healthy to get your attention, but man, it's fun. So drunk, I say, I want plenty more hookers and blow. Damn, Adam, Adam, where are they? I look, but no find. Keep up the good work, and don't get hooked too much on a word a person says. And my next night shall go to my son. Please shoot me some karma. I outfished my seven-year-old son, and there has to be more jobs on the horizon. I'll tell you what the fortune reader says on Thursday in the morning, Dirk. <sighs> ah, those guys in Australia! I love it
1: when they get drunk. The Australian guys drunk are cool. You just want to yeah. hug him and just say, "I love I mean, you, man."
0: Two eighty one twenty nine. He did uh, ask about uh, what what Johnny Walker did get, and uh, so I turned him on to the gold, which is the one all the connoisseurs are appreciating. And apparently, Joseph yeah. Lake. Hold on, hold on. He needs a karma shot. I oh, need that's to, right. give yeah. him karma.
10: You've got karma. <laughs>
0: We have to look into what happened with the seven-year-old. Uh, Joseph Lake, uh, without comment, $250. Dean Bertram, Sir Dean Bertram, to you in Accra. Mm. Uh, he's in Ghana, I believe. Good day, Adam and John. Show eight five three eight five falls on my birthday, so the timing is right from a usual. we put him on the list for birthdays. He's not yeah. listed oh, here. Oh,
1: really? He's not? Okay, I'll put him on.
0: I hope that it might be, but I don't see it on the spreadsheet. I hope the contribution can keep you supplied in your own favorite frothy mix for another month. <laughs> okay. Uh <laughs> Sir Bean, another one of our nights comes in from Thousand Oaks with 22414 ITM slave Sir Bean here again, the best podcast in the universe in honor of the next PR film from my military industrial acad- academic complex. Please accept my donation uh 22412 for tomorrow's date of 22412 which is when that shill Tom Clancy's next movie Act of Valor comes out oh, yeah. featuring real SEAL team 6 soldiers <laughs> yeah real they're real with real bullets the trailer has all the memes including a hand launched drone <laughs> this thing is way bigger than we thought it was they're going to hit us at home unquote this ain't gonna happen unquote can't wait to see how bad this really is okay We'll look forward to that, too. James Von Aiken in Temple, Texas, right up the street from you. Well, not quite. Binoculars. Mm. 223.12. In the morning, John Adams says, Lake Travis has turned into a puddle. (laughs) I won't be sailing my boat much this year. I'm more than happy to spend my boat money on the great work you guys do. Please give a shot of karma to my brother, John. He needs it. Yeah,
1: this whole Lake Travis thing is a real problem.
10: You've got... Karma. What
1: they're doing is they're selling, they're selling the water to the rice farmers under some contract from the 1800s or something. So whenever it rains, we get some water, and they siphon it right off to the rice farmers. Huh? Yeah, it's messed up. So we can't sail our boats. <laughs> you don't no. have a boat. <laughs>
0: there's nothing better than a boat than having friends with boats. Yeah, that's true. It's the way to go. Mm-hmm. Matt, Harley in Perth. The place we've always wanted to visit. You've been there. Western Mm -hmm. Australia, Mm -hmm. 22222. I was wondering if Adam can do me a favor. As a former MTV DJ and music industry player, I'd really like to hear what his thoughts are on my band's album, which we wrote, recorded, and released ourselves. Don't worry. It's not shit. (laughs) (laughs) HTTP, the disguise.bandcamp.com. If Adam could do a short album review on the show, I donate all the profits from online sales to the no agenda show. I'm hoping to make a life in the music industry, but not be an evil douchebag. Well, then you're not going to do that well. Well,
1: well, well, let me just say, I will, I'll definitely listen to it. Uh, If you want to give us anything, then that's fine. And we appreciate your associate executive producership. Uh, The only tip I have is you want to make it in the music business Make a song that includes the lyrics Rain Man, that seems to be important, and put some Illuminati hand signals and shit in there.
0: Then you're good to go. Frank Agenstadt in Armadale, Victoria, 22212. Uh, Hello, fellow citizens. John and Adam haven't recently celebrated my 25th wedding anniversary. I thought it was a good time to make another uh, associate executive producer donation. In addition to my regular monthly automatic PayPal donation, the 22212 represents my wedding anniversary date of 22nd of February 2012. Also like a belated birthday shout to my wife, Michelle, and my son, Rohan. Better for you to have the money than the current Rudd slash Gillard clown show. Yeah, I got also some Also known some as the that. current Australian government.
1: Yeah, I got some clips from that. It's pretty funny. Uh,
0: John... Negelly in Washington crossing Pennsylvania in the morning today 221 12 is my birthday hence the donation uh, I'm in the process of getting a better job some job karma would be appreciated citizen John
1: Oh I'll do him some citizen
0: job karma Hey citizen
10: you've got karma
0: John Harrison in Pinehurst uh, Pinehurst North Carolina 200 Recent email update was a brilliant synthesis of episode 381, I look forward to donating a portion of my future pipeline stock earnings of the greatest (laughs) podcast in the universe. Can I get a shot of karma and a MILF for my smoking hot wife, Sherry?
10: MILF. That's one mother. I like You've got karma. Hey, regarding
0: that, um, if you've signed
1: up for our email list, look in your junk folder, your spam folder, Um, because apparently just the way the Internet works now is anything that Anything that includes a, a PayPal link will get filtered into junk. Um, you know, I'm thinking, John, shouldn't we make an RSS feed for that thing so people can subscribe to that? Because I think half the people who are subscribed to the mail list aren't even seeing it.
0: Well, yeah, it's a good idea. I'll make it. I'll uh, do that. I'll do that. There's actually a, uh, a archive of all of them that's kept at the... We use MailChimp for anybody who wants to use a mailing list program. And they keep an archive of all the mailings, and you can actually make that to an RSS, I believe. Oh, really? Well, let's look at that, because otherwise we'll I'll make that, that out. out. Cool. Uh, uh, sir uh, Black Knight, Sir Greg Birch in Port Angeles came with 200 bucks to He was enthused that a lot of dentists are supporting the show. Of course, he's a dentist. He's the uh, official no-agenda dentist, dentite. Supporting the show. Here's a challenge for all the dentists that listen to get their knighthood and join. Get it was recommended get their knighthood and join the Order of Occlusion because nothing chews through the weekly bullshit parfait like no agenda. This month's been a wealth of deep. In thought I was going to continue with uh, puns. This month's been a wealth of deep information, uh, informative, informative, <laughs> <construct>, informative. <laughs> God. And lastly, karma for pharmacists because they are the least appreciated healthcare providers. Pharmacists already let us know if a patient is getting multiple scripts from other doctors. They already tell us if a patient is doctor shopping for drugs, and they tell us if there's new drug interactions that may be dangerous. Pharmacists help keep costs down by recommending generics or helping yeah. us by yeah. splitting doses. Yeah,
1: well, unfortunately, the pharmacists will now be forced into not recommending generics. I think that was the entire point of that deconstruction. But, uh, Sir Black Knight, Greg Burt. Thank you so much. We'll give you a little bit of uh,
10: karma. You've got karma. For the order of the occlusion.
0: Now, this one came in late, and I want to re- remind people that we really do a cutoff at midnight at Pacific Time uh, the night before because it's too hard to get the download from PayPal in the morning. In the morning. But Patrick Brennan uh, came in with $200 saying it's been since show 287 since I first donated, so I thought I'd be a donator again. I wanted to call out Mitch Bedrawn as a douchebag for not donating. Douchebag. He did, however, teach me in 10th grade what smegma was <laughs> and the secret sex handshake, which got me a nice slap on the face. <laughs> Have you ever done that one? Yes.
1: Yeah. It's kind of weird when you do it with guys
0: i uh, find it's a whole thing creepy please send out some karma to me and my future milf wife yuli pronounced like julie without the j as we are also getting married soon adam's analysis on leviathan is amazing and gives new meaning to spring source from arab spring john plus adam your european listeners would be pleased to hear more analysis on the march 23rd Date fail of Greece and guesswork. If other Gitmo Europeans would park their euros in cash, Swiss francs or what before the Greece fire? Anyway, he let, okay. let
1: me let me give him a little uh, MILF uh, Karma combo here.
2: MILF, that's one mother I like.
10: It. You've got Karma.
1: I will say on the Greece thing, uh, March twenty third is the date we hear, and of course now they've they've received new funds. Uh, but Fitch has already downgraded them, which triggers a technical default. So uh, they are going to default fully. All that we need is for standards and poor's and for Moody's to downgrade the, uh, the bonds. That will uh, trigger all of the, um, the hedge funds uh, insurance policies popping open. So it'll be very interesting to watch. What is interesting is that March 25th, two days later, is the Greek Independence Day. So I think it's a, a nicely timed
0: Huh. Yeah, say the least. Uh, Sir Sid Incognito in Melville, uh, New York. Another donor, Dr. Nenninger called me a douchebag because I criticized Adam's coverage of vaccine issues. This is quite a coincidence because I, although I don't know him personally, I've known about his website for a few years now. I'm sure Dr. Neninger and I disagree on many issues, especially homeopathy. But I won't call him a douchebag over it. Please send him some karma instead. I'm glad oh. my last donation coincided with the big Leviathan discussion. Even though you may get some th- things wrong from time to time, I remain in awe of the <laughs> amount of work you guys do to put into uh, you guys put into your oh, show.
1: Well, thank you very much. Uh, well, so here, that's that's a very kind thing to do. Send karma to someone. It's like turning the other cheek, turning the other karma cheek.
10: You've got. Very
0: nice. I encourage that. I encourage that. James Churf also came in with two hundred dollars, and Kevin Lang Liang Ling Liang, one of the three, uh, in Richmond, British Columbia, near Spuzzum, Two hundred dollars. Trying to is that 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 north
1: of Schmegma Spuzzum?
0: (laughs) Spuzzum. Trying to find that sweet spot. Doing the show for another donation. You know when the bills are squared away and the bank account is padded. The show 381, the donor pointed out something that will always come up. There's never a good time ever. That was a wake up call. And here's some value for value. It took some time, but getting close to knighthood now, gents. Could I get some karma for my friend Jeff Himstra? Cancer took someone he loved last year and has been hard on him and all the listeners sitting on the fence over donations. Stop stewing around like a frothy mix. Step up and give back. Adam and John, you guys do great work as always. All right. Well, here
1: is some screw the cancer karma for your buddy. You've here. got
10: karma.
0: Jeff. And that's uh, a great list of uh, wow, exec- yeah, producers a beautiful and associates list. for this week's show, uh, 385. I want to thank everybody. And. <laughs> remind you, it's org slash NA channel, com slash NA, or the No Agenda Show, our Noagenda Nation.com. You can just click on the donate button there. And yeah, and pick up a cup. Pick up a cup <laughs> and a shirt. Dvorak.org slash NA.
1: Quick PR mention uh, a new domain name forwarding to dot uh, OccupyPodcasting.com apparently is uh, pointing to our show site. I think the Occupy movement may, may kind of be kind of deadish, but uh, appreciate that. And um, there is a Squarespace site, which uh, one of our producers set up. He is uh, with instructions on how to rig your Google Plus One button. Uh, and the idea here is uh, I guess there's a way to set up a custom image that displays when someone hovers over your Google Plus One icon uh, to Plus One, your, your post or your story or whatever. And there's a way to have then uh, the no agenda show uh, art to come up. And he has uh, produced a web page that explains how to do that. <clears throat> I'm pointing to it, googleplus.nashownotes.com. Um, but this uh, Squarespace site is set to expire in two weeks. So if someone can uh, uh, recode that in HTML and send me the HTML, I'll be happy to set it up on the server. Uh, but I thought that was also a, a good gesture. Have you, you, you've been following this, John, right? This uh, plus one idea.
0: Hey, you know, uh, no. Mm-hmm. I have, I'm have. i a member of that Google Plus thingy. Really? And uh, I don't know how anything, it just seems to me to be another one of these social media deals that is just <laughs> benefits everybody <by> me. <clears throat> and also I'd like to thank Maynard for
1: interviewing the legendary uh, John C. Dvorak. It was a good interview. I heard it last night before I went to bed. Oh,
0: he actually published it.
1: Yeah, he did. Uh, I think it's maynard.com.au. And I'm saying it correctly now, Maynard. I used to say Maynard, but it's Maynard. 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 And uh, he's doing a great job uh, publicizing uh, and pushing the show down under and also interviewing some of our knights. So thank you so much to our executive producers. We have two today and a nice list of associate executive producers. These are actual credits. It's exactly the way it works in Hollywood, with the bonus that unlike the phonies in Hollywood, if you need someone to vouch... Uh, we'll be happy to talk to anyone and tell them that you actually are a producer in the field of media. <clears throat> <clears throat> Meanwhile, all you can go out and
2: propagate our formula, please. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. Order. All right, everybody, say it loud and proud.
1: Shut
0: up, slaves. You know, it's funny when you're uh, working with May- Maynard. Mm-hmm. He, uh, you know, there's a funny. I mean, he's such, he's a pro. He's a bit major pro. Yeah, he's a, like a major pro. And so, when you work with a pro, it's like and, and compared to like an amateur, because I, you know, do interviews with which is not pod- a,
1: not a denigrating word.
0: No, no, just a normal podcaster. They're you know do what, they, but they're not doing that for a living. So they never achieve that kind of screwy professionalism that you can't quite put your finger on, but you know it when you see it. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, he's, like, way up there in that regard. It's, like, oh, yeah. it's like oh, yeah, yeah. actually quite funny. Yeah, no, and I find it amusing to work with such people. Well, I find it pleasurable. Uh, you find it amusing, I find it I do, I find it amusing.
1: But it's good. I learned some things about you. What? That
0: you like Green Day. I do like Green Day. <laughs> <laughs> they're Berkeley Group, they're
1: local boys. We need to upgrade you on your... Uh... This is Green Day.
0: <laughs> I like Green Day. They're
1: not local. They're not boys anymore. They're like my age. Yeah,
0: I know. Well, I liked it when they first started off 20 years ago, whenever it was. <laughs> you don't like the Beatles? I love the Beatles. Well, then there you have it. But then why didn't you say I like the Beatles? You know, like Green well, I'm Day. just saying, which is okay. The Green Day's been around for a while. They're long in the tooth. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> and I should be upgrading to some hip-hop group?
1: Well, it was in in context of you saying you know, I listen to classical music all day, which we can totally. I, I, all of a sudden, I had the, I envisioned it. You're walking I do around. To music I am I'm sure. You're walking around in your long johns.
0: No, yeah. no. I got. I've had classical music <laughs> playing 24 seven in my house. I know that. I'm, it I'm, says te- 19, I'm so giving. The I'm house giving
1: you th- once. Thank you. I'm giving you the visual that I had. I see you walking around in your long johns. You know, like with this nice beautiful Cinco de mayo classical music playing everywhere, and then you know then, in contrast to that, yeah, I like green I like green Day, day. <laughs> those kids are good, the green day kids, hey, um, so the couple things that i've been working on, and um i'm uh I'm following very closely what is going on with the campaign contributions, this whole Cylindra thing. And I can see that there's a lot of different elements working and trying to make this look very bad for the Obama administration. And they haven't been able to package it. And the idea, of course, is that uh, uh, there were these uh, a billion dollars came in in contributions. A lot of the people who made these contributions then set up these great uh, green funds and companies and they got all their money back through the uh, American Reinvestment Act which was essentially the uh, the bailout and a scam it, we would call it a scam it's it's a, it's, a, it's it is a huge scam using our money to finance his campaign and but they can't quite paint it on anybody and uh this thing about light squared ties into it and I was blown away as I'm researching this i find an interview and this is from November of last year and i guess we kind of missed it i mean I, I know it was there but you know the whole light square thing we were looking at the gps angle and uh and for drones and i think i was wrong because they've been trying to get this out in the forefront and in this so they have the CEO, and not the ceo the um the the lead the chairman of the the investment fund who uh is you know the guy's worth like two billion dollars let me give you the, the guy's name for a second um, and he's on with Megan Fox. And the accusation at the time.
0: Megan Fox?
1: Not Megan Fox. Uh, Megan from, Megan Kelly from Fox. Oh, <laughs> Megan, whatever. Say. <laughs> Would that be, hey, what difference does it make? Put Megan Fox on. I'll, I'll watch. Say, well, actually, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'll watch. Looked, you know. So Phil Falcone. You
0: know this guy? Yeah, he's going to be broke after this whole experience. Right. Falcone's a very famous Plunger? Plunger. Yeah, a guy who puts a lot of money into one thing because he thinks he's going to really get rich. I mean, well, he's got billions. So yeah, yeah he's billion worth billions, billion, so it's not a problem.
1: And uh, so, so, so the uh, at issue here is that, uh, and we we didn't, I don't know if we discussed it, we kind of glossed over to something else was going on, but they had um, some uh, general muckety-muck go testify when they were talking about this Light Squared. And so he was basically going to say, look, this thing interferes with our, uh, with our military GPS, so we can't, and Light Squared, for those of you who don't know, is uh, the idea is a a multi-billion dollar uh, satellite network that will provide broadband, basically a ring of broadband all around uh, wherever the satellite coverage is, which is kind of cool. And um, the accusation here, which is not the importance of the clip, is that the general was asked by the White House to tone down the rhetoric about that this was bad. I
0: thought we played this clip back in November.
1: Well, I don't think we did, because the thing that hit me now i i I used to be a millionaire i I had millions of dollars
0: I used to be a contender
1: and uh and and I, and on paper i was I was very very wealthy but i I had like twelve million dollars at least and it took me ten years to spend it and I'm very happy I did <laughs> yay, I should have died at the end of it but anyway, even when I had that kind of money, I don't think I've ever put ninety thousand dollars into one investment do you really? know
0: your helicopter company?
1: No, but I mean, but just to buy sh- to buy stocks. I, mean, ha- I bought helicopters. That's different. You know, that was I bought some hardware. It's an to investment. Tra- I think it's different. All right. So he, he, he's a plunger. But it, I'm not talking about him. Listen to the report, and you'll find out who put in ninety thousand dollars in two thousand
11: five. out a powerful new wireless system, one that might cause problems. Some say with GPS systems. Now, this story started back in February of 2005, at least. President Obama puts up to $90,000 of his own money into a little-known firm at that time called Skyterra. September of 2009, an investor named Philip Falcone meets his future business partner at the White House. Six months later, Falcone buys Skyterra, and the company becomes light-squared. January of this year. The FCC gives LightSquared a green light to expand wireless internet bandwidth. That was an important ruling for LightSquared. Then earlier this month, Air Force General William Shelton says the White House pressured him to change testimony he was giving to Congress after revealing concerns about LightSquared interfering with military systems. He says the White House wanted him to make his testimony a little bit more favorable, in essence, to LightSquared.
1: So, in 2005 then-senator, freshman senator, Barack Obama, has 90 grand laying around?
0: I guess so. A community organizer? He's a very successful community organizer.
1: Yeah, but $90,000 I find to be quite a lot of money to throw into some startup that has some And this was before Falcone was involved, apparently. Sky Terra is what it was called. So, you know, so the accusation, which well, I
0: don't know why they don't make a bigger deal out of this. Well,
1: I th- so I mean, we didn't make I, if I had heard this, I would have made a bigger deal out of it then. But it gets a little bit better. So we so people have been bailing out of the White House one after the other. And particularly our buddies, uh, Vivek Kundra, Mr. Skip logic and uh, and his uh, his boss, uh, Anish Chopra. They both bailed. Why do you think they bailed? Well, listen to this clip.
11: In advance of it. And, they, and they, this iWatch News put out the emails, including one uh, that says, I think we've got the full screen. It says, Hi, Anish, which is a reference to Anish Chopra, the president's chief technology advisor back in September, uh, who writes, I touched base with my client, Sanjeev Ahuja, which is the CEO, and he expressed an interest in meeting with you. He's going to be in D.C. next week for a fundraising dinner with the president. And what your critics say is all these attempts to meet. Uh, with the White House officials mention that there's also going to be some fundraising going on by the CEO on behalf of Democrats or the president. They think it looks bad.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And so the CEO of this light squared is a part of the Indian cabal. Yeah. And and he's working with Anish Chopra, the Indian cabal. And of course, Vivek Kundras in on this whole deal. That's why these guys bailed out. They're like, I'm getting out of here because it's it's there's a takedown a coming and they haven't figured out how to do it yet but there's a takedown coming and it also has to do with the recent FCC remarks about have you heard about this spectrum crunch have you heard of the, have you heard this term yet this is a yeah new, yeah but I've heard it all right here it is and
5: more of your time thinking about this this
1: is a Gershavaka Bakambansky the uh, chairman of the FCC. You
6: want to. It is, you know, I didn't expect that when I came to this job spectrum scarcity would be a big part of what uh, I'd have to deal with. But there's no question that the demand on our spectrum networks generated by smartphones and uh, laptops connecting to the internet uh, wirelessly generating huge demand that are putting real pressure on our networks. Real pressure
1: on our networks. So the way it sounds to me is there's a fight going on and they still want to push this light squared thing through. And I listened to the entire interview with the uh, with the Falcone, the uh, the investor. And he said, really, the problem is not us. It's the GPS receivers that the military is using are just shitty quality. And they just need some filters in there and to filter out the crap, which, uh, you know, typically the problems do lie with the receivers. I, I know this from my CB radio days. I, it was much easier for me to go and fix the neighbor's radio with a little uh you know, what uh, would you put like a, something on the on the power line or something like a, a choke? Yeah. Condensers, whatever. There's,
0: there's things you can do. Yeah. There's all you don't know. Of
1: coil, yeah. all kinds of stuff. And then it would remove the interference because it's usually yeah. just a crappy filter. Yeah, it's a filter. Um, and so I think that, you know, it's very important that this deal on the one hand, they want to get it through. And probably Obama wants to get it through because he's seen his 90 grand. I mean, we're talking about a six billion dollar investment here from this Falcone. This is a, you know that's a lot of money, and I can understand where there's a lot of shenanigans going on to get this thing happening, and there's forces pushing back. But in what's what probably I'm, what I hope will happen for the country's sake is it will rise to the top as this incredible scam of money just flowing and the, the, just money flowing everywhere, money, influence, the cabal.
0: yeah no it's it's pretty obvious that this is a whole thing is just a bunch of flying money
1: so be on the lookout for uh for the packaging of this story. I think they're really trying to do that and you watch Valerie Jarrett get nailed in the process i I hope so I hate that <sighs> woman i hate Bad her
0: chance I hate her now she's gonna she's going down
1: she's going down So we're talking about
0: Kundra oh no he was hired as the uh as some sort of a, I don't know, a liaison or something. A, didn't he go to the vice uh, president, Salesforce, right? Yeah, Salesforce, yeah. Well, that's weird because if you look at, I know that, and if you look at his wiki entry, Wikipedia, it says... Uh, <laughs> Which is truth. It doesn't mention, right, it doesn't mention Salesforce forth- at all, but he says he's currently a visiting fellow at Harvard University.
1: Yeah, he, he went there first as a fellow.
0: And then, well, they keep up with this stuff better than that, unless he's got nobody that monitors. So no, he went.
1: He went straight from the White House to the Fellowship, and then from the, oh, okay. from the Fellowship to uh, um Salesforce. Salesforce, yeah. Of course, mean it's perfect for him. A big bag of wind, who has a whole bunch of catchphrases. He's perfect. He's perfect Silicon Valley meat. <laughs> it totally is perfect Silicon Valley, and it'll shut him up, you know, so he won't say anything. Would they need to shut people up? Like, uh, oh, wow. Uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney General. um, John Walsh died while snowshoeing. (laughs) You know, at least...
0: How
1: did that happen? Well, he was snowshoeing and he died. I mean, make it snowboarding, running into a tree or something, but snowshoeing, really? And this guy... Was in the western district of Oklahoma City. When was the Oklahoma City bombing?
0: <sighs> this is the day of questions. Yes. Okay, I'll consult a book of knowledge.
8: Consult
0: the book of knowledge. Which is actually Google, but here it is: April nineteenth, nineteen ninety-five. Okay, so it can't be that. No, it could be. There's a, been a bunch of, re, there's, somebody's reopening this thing.
1: No, I know, but he was transferred out in 91. Oh, okay. So and then he transferred that. to the Colorado office, so I don't think it's that. He did, do I, I was looking through all the news. Now, what's this
0: guy's name again?
1: Yeah, it's a tough name. It's You have to do U.S. Attorney, uh, Assistant U.S. Attorney General John Walsh, because if you do John Walsh. Yeah, you,
0: John Walsh, you get the, what's his yeah. name? That's the, the, the new way of Google-washing yourself. Have a name like John Walsh or yeah. have a name like uh, I'm gonna change my name Jody to, Foster. I'm going to change my name
1: to Jody Foster. <laughs> hey, everybody. In, Jody in, Foster. in the morning, is Jody Foster with you, everybody. How you doing? It's Jody Foster and Tom Cruise. Jody. Hey, Tom, how you doing? How do we just do that? Tom C. Cruz and Jody M. Foster with you on the radio, everybody. Big-butted buzzkill. <laughs> All right, Tom. So... um What he did do is he wrote a really weird letter about um, uh, marijuana in the state of Colorado.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's apparently. uh, So I don't, I, I I don't know, but this criticized the government for their crackdown that he says not a bluff.
1: Yeah, not maybe not such a good idea. Maybe not such a good idea. So that was just a. I'm like, hmm, interesting. So
0: he was an anti. He was. He was. He was apparently for busting up all these marijuana, medical marijuana stuff. He's anti medical marijuana. That's what I'm getting. Am I wrong? That's, that's
1: what I'm getting too. So I, I don't know, but you know, for a guy in his early 60s to drop dead snowshoeing, it's not not good. Particularly when it's an a, an, an assistant U.S. Attorney General, and you don't hear anything about it. You know, it's like, hmm. Hmm.
0: Huh. Well, anyway. Okay. Probably the forces of uh who knows? Satan, man. Satan, Satan, Satan did it.
1: <laughs> Satan. Satan has is attacking America. Satan. <laughs> yeah. For reals. Uh
0: I have uh see Well, here. maybe we can take a break here and take a uh a I break, was noticing a uh, just as a, as a premise, I, I, this pooper has on. Uh, <laughs> well, let me say Bob. one thing
1: before you get into pooper. Let me ask you one thing. Why is it that real journalists like the chick with the eye patch? Why do they get killed and not Anderson pooper?
0: I mean, this Anderson is poopers. that got a million bodyguards and he's in the studio. This all is the mean, time. This,
1: yeah, but send pooper to Syria.
0: He's not going. He's not stupid.
1: Had you ever seen that woman? Have you, did you know of her existence? The the no, the woman no. with the eye patch.
0: No, I don't know anything about it.
1: I well, you know, she died, right? She.
0: And yeah, yeah. She was on the front page of today's New York Times. As a matter of fact, a little square box with her picture in it.
1: So, I mean, to me, this whole thing is like it's just it's just an addition to the script. It's like okay, we, you know, no one gives a crap about people anymore, so we can't you know, we can't go in and uh, and mess around with Syria because you know people don't care. Uh, no, and if
0: you have journalists actually roaming around and they're giving real reports, they're, they're suppressed.
1: Well, so she actually, she said on her Facebook to her fellow journalists, said, I'll probably wind up in front of the firing squad for my next report. I'm like, oh, really? That
0: well, sounds like it was planted.
1: Well, I don't know if it was planted, but to me, it's like, so we had the, uh, the guy from the New York Times.
0: He died of an Nobody asthma attack. Nobody put something like that on their Facebook without sending the report out first. No, she, hey everybody pay attention to me I'm going to blow the lid off something and the people the heads will roll and i'm'm I'm behind enemy lines and I'm gonna really screw them over this is who's gonna do that what I find interesting is, is sneak out first and then you make your you know do your stuff so this
1: is a, a an American French journalist uh she's American and then the French photojournalist was also killed and we know nothing there's you know we've got pictures of all kinds of bodies but we don't have pictures of them no video no nothing. Interesting. Um, and Sarkozy is coming out and saying, ah, we got to go in and kick some ass because, you know, they killed a French journalist. But we didn't hear him <laughs> say anything when French journalist Gilles Jacquier was killed in a rebel attack in Syria. So only now does it seem to be important, now that we're ramping it up, and even McCain and Lieberman are back with the exact same Libya script. I'm not saying that the United
4: States needs to directly supply arms to... The Syrian National Army. I am saying that there are ways to get assistance, ranging from medical assistance to technical assistance, such as GPS and other uh, things that we could provide the Syrian National Army, support of the Sir- Syrian National Council, and uh, there are ways to get weapons into Syria. It is time we uh, gave them the
1: wherewithal to fight back and stop the slaughter. What an a hole! I, mean, I wouldn't even know who these people are, except that they're Al Qaeda and they're terror. Yeah, let's just uh, arm some terrorists. Good, good idea there, McCain. This guy, I got no respect for him.
0: Ah, oh, the guy's—he's he, an embarrassment just to the sh- uniform. Yeah, he's terrible. It's just—it's just embarrassing that he, we ran him for president. Yeah, well, we didn't
1: run him. So th- th- all this rhetoric is being and I think there's something I think there might be a CIA armed forces thing going on here.
0: Well there's some CIA thing going on because Pooper hey. get back to my point. Yeah, Pooper. Pooper had on Bob what's his name, a CIA guy he's in the CIA oh, Was it, the with CIA. The beard? Nerd, with and the beard? Fran, our buddy Fran Townsend, who's the uh. CIA outside person. So we <laughs> yeah. have two CIA people. Uh huh. With Pooper. You know, it's like, what, how about a professor or, or somebody? A somebody with a in the map. field? No. CIA person number one and CIA person number two. Now, I do have the Bob and Fran, Chip and Dale clip here, which is the, kind of the way, this is just kind of an overview of how this, this thing kind of went with the two of them agreeing with each other and everything. I thought it was pointless, but play that it's a mosaic. In this region, Fran, how does this compare Fran. to what we've seen Fran. over the last decade or so?
11: Well, I mean, it, it, as, as Bob
12: Brightly says, the, this is now, the, the powder kegs ignited.
0: Well, Fran's absolutely right.
12: As Bob Brightly
0: says. Well, Fran's absolutely right. Well, Fran's <laughs> absolutely right.
12: Bob Brightly says. Bob Brightly says. <laughs>
0: hey, you spent some time editing. So... She also stammers a lot when she gets caught with something where now, she knows is, she has to lie. Fran
1: is, Fran is kind, of, kind of hot, right?
0: Yeah, she's pretty. She's yeah. a pretty woman. Okay. And, but she looks, for some reason, she just looks CIA. She doesn't I, look like a Fox, I like pretty my, woman. No,
1: I like my CIA agents kind of hot.
0: So uh, we have a bunch of clips from this. T- uh, and there's the journalism thing again comes up. Fran Townsend on safe passage of journalists, which I think we debunked in the last show. It's bullcrap. There's a lot of journalists over there, and they are reporting. But if they say anything, if they don't say the right thing, for one thing, if they say something about the Syrians being a bunch of pricks, then they're roused and thrown out of the country. If they give it the other kind of report, then they no one picks it up. So no, they get killed.
1: That's what happens it, when a real journalist with an eye patch is about to say, "Hey, you know, they're blowing up pipelines," and this seems to be about two things: uh, the gas that is found in the Leviathan field, and probably. Syria's role in transporting heroin, then you get killed. Play this.
13: I don't know that you can
12: move Russia other than to shame them by these horrific videos we see that are where Damon's gotten out. The other thing we need to have the international community push for is the safe passage of
0: journalists. Sorry, was that the wrong the one? The background. They got a bunch of yeah stuff going on. Safe to, to passage. Give you the, yeah,
1: to give you the vibe. You got oh, that's, that's good. That's good television.
0: And she also, when she says horrific videos, they show a bunch of them. They, I think, what they meant by horrific is these are the worst videos. Yeah, that <laughs> the quality is bad. They're not horrible. Like it's yeah. not like uh. violence. Just a horrible quality, just, yeah. overexposed. <laughs> yeah, it's just bad. Just
1: bad. Just bad work. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it ain't she, no wag the dog.
0: Let her finish that.
1: Well, that was the end of that clip. It was. Yeah, I have the other one. I have is CIA messenger. Is that the one you want? I put that one in. All right, here we go. But the, you know, Anderson. What I'm worried about is this is really starting to spin out of control. You guys, gay. Yeah, this is the guy. I can hear hear it in three seconds. He's like Anderson.
0: Did you hear that? Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Oh yeah. Oh, my
1: gaydar went off. He's coming on to Anderson. And when
0: your gaydar, you know, Anderson. What? But let's, one thing I want to mention is this is the other CIA person. And to me, this was the CIA messenger telling the public what we need to know. It's like a backgrounder, and I thought it was okay. the backgrounder for the group.
5: But, the, you know, Anderson, what I'm worried about is this is really starting to spin out of control. You've got two Iranian ships in Tartus. Uh, you have the Iranians saying they're going to intervene. Uh, you've got problems up on the Turkish border. Uh, and,
2: and is this going to spread? We have to do something. I, I mean, in terms of the level right. of de-
1: So this fits perfectly with my clip. So that's the CIA angle. We got to do something free passage, you know, because the CIA and, I, and I'm thinking, John, I'm thinking this might also have to do with drugs. Syria is a big uh, drug trafficking country. Here's the other side. Very interesting. Uh, Farid Zakaria. A guy I certainly don't like. I don't think you like him either. Nope. He has a very interesting... He's very anti-bombing Iran. He's also Iran. an
0: anti... He's essentially anti-American. Yeah, no, His messages a- are anti-constitutional, yeah. anti-liberty, anti-everything yes. that a libertarian would like.
1: But he also seems to be anti-bombing Iran, interestingly enough. And he has General Dempsey on, who is the uh, the the chief of the... Uh, the joint chief of staff. So he's the he's the, he's the big kahuna. And, uh, and it's talking about Iran... And he says, no, we should not do this at all. What would you say to those who argue that the United States should
14: arm the opposition movement in Syria? I think it's premature to take a decision to arm the opposition movement in Syria. Because Listen
1: very closely to his words, because he's telling us what's going on without saying it.
14: Because I... I I would challenge anyone to clearly identify for me the opposition movement in Syria at this point. And let me let me broaden the conversation a bit. Syria is a uh, it's an arena right now for all of the various um, interests. Uh, to play out, and what I mean by that is, you've got great power involvement. Mm-hmm. Uh, Turkey clearly has an interest. A very oh,
1: clearly Turkey. Why does Turkey have an interest? Because of the gas field. Important interest. Uh, Russia. Ha- oh, no, Russia. Why? Because it's competition to their gas. Has a very important interest. Iran has
14: an interest, and what we see playing out is that uh, not just those countries. In fact, potentially not all of them. Uh, in any case, but we see the various groups who. Might think that the that that issue is a Sunni Shia competition for um, you know regional control. You mean the, the Iranians on the one hand, I do,
6: and the Saudis. The Saudis on do. the
14: other hand. I mean, you saw you know there's there's indications that Al Qaeda is involved mm-hmm. and that they're interested in in uh, supporting the opposition. I mean, there's a there's a number of players. Uh, all of whom are trying to reinforce their particular side of this, uh, of this issue. And until we're a lot clearer about you know, who they are and what they are, I think it would, it would be premature to
1: talk about arming them. So for the chief of the Joint Chiefs of Staff to basically go contrary to his boss's message, i.e. the president, who was saying, rah, rah. they had no options off the table. Well, send a clear message. We're going to kick their ass, bomb them. I think that this is a continuation of the CIA war against other
0: factions of our armed forces. C- CIA, DIA. There you I go. Think CIA, are, are DIA. A going Perfect. On. And with the president being another character in this play. Mm, the I, I know. I picked up on something screwy that Gingrich said in the debates too. That kind of applies to this. Uh, and play, uh, play Iranian practice in closing the Straits of Hormuz.
7: The Iranians have been practicing closing the Straits of Hormuz, which has one out of every five barrels of oil in the world going through it.
0: Yeah, to Asia. When was this? When were they practicing closing it? (laughs) All right, let's close it for a minute, see what happens. (laughs) What were they practicing? What were they practicing? We were the ones that were practicing it. You need
1: a whistle. You need to blow the whistle. Get ready for practice, everybody. You have a, surely, not the slide whistle. You need, a,
0: like, a, a shrill whistle. Uh, 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 everybody in the pool whistle. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. <laughs> I got to get one of those. You're right. That's Everybody in the, the
1: pool. It's time to practice closing the Straits of Hormuz. I can't believe you don't have a everybody in the pool whistle.
0: I, believe me, I'll have one for Sunday. Oh, my goodness. That's exactly
1: it. Yeah, this whole thing is just. They're insane. They're insane. They're just all insane. I heard the funniest thing. Just, this clip has been going around. Now, you know, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. It's the C-SPAN clip about the underwear bomber. You probably didn't see that.
0: Uh, It's it's lengthy. No, it's lengthy. I I was watching Geithner. Oh, little Timmy. Yeah, Timmy's on there. He's getting more aggressive, and he's chewing. He's chewing out these guys. And well, he's,
1: he's going to bail, right? He's out. He's he's already announced he's bailing. Everyone wants to get out because they know Obama, and and particularly that that arse, that Iranian arse,
0: Jarrett. They're going down. Well, he's definitely. Uh having more fun when he gives his testimony because i I don't have too many clips of this but i over and over again somebody to ask him a question and he and he'd, of course he stalls he's a, he's like all the rest of these guys they filibuster because the, they know there's a limited amount of time and so and so his main thing is he'll the guy will ask a question he'll look at the guy go really <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna waste your time on that question
1: really really, well, really? while he's, he's stalling, stalling. He's stalling. He goes,
0: yeah i want you to answer the question says, okay, if you want to waste your time on that question, and wow. then you will start filibustering. Wow.
1: This is uh, Geithner on killing the economy?
0: Actually, this is the one, this is the key. Geithner's threat, which Geithner's good at this. I think he still sounds like a little kid who talks like this, and he's, he's always trying to make stuff up to because I, I didn't knock over the thing. I, you know, he sounds like the beaver.
1: I don't have the clip Geithner's threat.
0: Well, that is the threat, killing the economy
5: so far? Well, it, it depends on the circumstances. You're right to point out the U.K. experience. Um, but, you know, we're not in the position the U.K. is, nor, nor anything like the rest of Europe in this context, in the sense that uh, we enjoy still, and you can see it in the prices of U.S. financial assets, uh, enormous confidence around the world. This country, this Congress, this city, this government will ultimately find a way to put in place some more substantial sort of long-term fiscal reforms, and so the the, the, the there's confidence out there in markets that ultimately Congress is going to come together and do the right thing soon enough in this context, and that's why we're able to borrow relatively low rates, and you see that confidence in in U.S. financial markets. If we were to, in the face of you know being able to borrow at two percent for ten-year money, if we were to now decide. We're going to try and turn this deficit, swollen by the crisis, swollen by the Bush uh, economic policies, and try to reduce that to balance in two years or three years, you would kill this economy. You would kill this economy, and you'd uh, dramatically set back the long-term cause of deficit reduction because you'd swell the long-term deficits by inducing another crisis. That's not what the Ryan budget proposes, I would point out, although there are some people who have suggested we need to cut faster now.
1: Uh, What did he just say?
5: (laughs) He said that.
1: Everybody we can't in the do-
0: pool. Sorry, <laughs> you need a real one. This guy's a little more shrill this, this is bad enough. <laughs> it sounds more like some sort of a attack of a bunch of of, of of the Triffids.
1: All right. So, what did Timmy say?
0: He said that we can't. Uh, all these plans to like start to d- draw down the deficit and all this preoccupation with this will will kill the economy. Is what he says. He says, we well, right now we're on thin ice and we, we're, but we're still top in the world and we can stay there as, as everything collapses around us. Mm. If we're careful not to uh, do anything stupid th- that you Republicans are, are wanting to do. Oh, okay. So, essentially is what he's saying. But he's, he talks like this little kid and it's just like, you don't understand why he's even working in this place. I'm telling you, he talks
1: like Timmy from South Park. <laughs> i to stick with Leviathan just for a second. Uh, news coming out and just trying to fit everything into the pipeline story. Moscow and Paris may launch a project to build new gas pipelines from Russia to Europe with growing demand by the EU states. There's the competition popping up its head. So this is a, a news announcement from Monday. Parties have come to agreement. It is necessary to build new direct gas transport capacities from Russia to Europe. So I guess yeah. what they're thinking there is piping the gas through Syria and then up and out and then through the existing lines. I mean, we have so many Russian pipelines to Europe going through Turkey, but that is definitely the, uh, the competition to this news where Israel says, and this is what you had essentially, uh, they're going to build the base, the Cypriot-based, uh, aerodrome For the Israelis to protect their interest In the gas
0: Well there's also a couple of articles And I think why Syria is getting so much attention Is that a, the Leviathan Thing goes It appears to be more vertical Than they thought at first So it actually goes into the area next to Lebanon Which is Syria's uh, the Proxy their buddies their buddies and and maybe even goes to the Syria area, which now now Syria and Lebanon become a a uh, energy producing state, which is why we would always get involved. We always get if you haven't noticed, we point this out on the show a million times. That if there's, you know, that's why you can do Google searches on just something going on. You type in the whatever it is going on, pipeline oil or pipeline, <laughs> pipeline, <laughs> and you got boom, there it is, and the explanation falls right in, in your lap. Now I'm looking at the. Uh, Russian pipelines, and none of them go anywhere near Syria. There is one. No, they go up and through the Balkans, through Turkey. Yeah, they go through. Some of them go through Turkey. Some go straight across through the Ukraine. You know what I'd really like? I'd love. I've, Ukraine seems to be the main. I've, and then there's this one that through Estonia, which is interesting, goes to Berlin. I've been searching for a Google
1: Earth KML file, an overlay of pipelines, and I just can't seem to find it.
0: Yeah, it you be know be there.
1: Well, someone will find it. I mean, it's it, it, that would be beautiful to have just all the pipelines, and then tell me what it is, and you could overlay that with the, the explosions, <laughs> <laughs> right? And the so-called earthquakes and all that groovy stuff. Yeah.
0: Um. So, so the one that's interesting is the the. I can see where the Russians are like. They have this thing called the. Stockman, S-H-T-O-K-M-A-N, yes. gas field. Yes. Which is a huge gas field. They want to run a pipeline out from that. Yeah, it's an important sure. one. Yeah, it's a biggie. It's an important one, yeah.
1: yeah but yeah, there's this great article. It's a blog post from 2002. And I want everyone to look at that in the show notes after the show. Um, I'll actually, I'll tell you, oh, what is the title of it? It's called The New U.S.-British Oil Imperialism and it's from uh, a website oilcompanies.net written by Norman D Livergood and it takes you back to 1911 and exp- and it's basically the days of standard oil shell british petroleum and how all the colonies the seven sisters uh i don't I'm not familiar with that
0: yeah it's a, the big seven oil companies around the world
1: well so it takes you all the way back uh explains how uh the second world war was also all about uh oil and um how hitler was involved look it, but it's 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 an easy read and then it takes you up to basically 1979 where we had the overthrow of the shah of iran and from that you know we got uh british petroleum bp amoco and it really it really gives you a good overview of how every single war is essentially about protecting either the fuel depot, the transport lines, or the pipelines of oil and now gas. It's what it's always been about. It's just, it's just you know, it's just, that's it. It's always been about that. And I think it's, it's too bad. I mean, this blog, I guess, stopped in 2002. Uh, and it has maps, beautiful maps shows the existing and potential oil and gas export routes from the Caspian Sea, and all that is now in place with, this, with the, the Nord Stream and the, the, the South Stream and the, the Blue Stream and all these different pipelines. And it's just, it's so eye-opening because you can fit this theory, you know, Afghanistan, UNICAL, and we know Karzai was a UNICAL official. You know, that's all been about a pipeline. The Pakistan-Afghani border is about protecting the pipeline. This is why the Pakistanis aren't doing anything. It's because they, they need the pipeline it's, there, it's for them. And when you start to realize this, I have to say, it's like a shot of xanax, man. You're just like, Now oh. <laughs> yeah, you feel good about it, don't you? You just feel like, oh, okay, now at least I understand you know not that you can do anything about it, but at least you get it and then you, you know then all these because when you're being lied to, I think your psyche you know gets it. your psyche' yeah,
0: like, and it causes a problem with the brain. It does, it, it, it Which I think we point point out, I pointed head. this out in the newsletter. You know, it's not; it's unhealthy. Yes. I, I, I mean, we could be just blowing smoke, but it's unhealthy. It seems to me to be bef- bamboozled, befuddled, duped into believing things that aren't true. When some part of your system doesn't, it says this doesn't make any sense, and you start getting sick. <laughs> you do brain sick. So um. which brings me to the
1: pharmaceutical industry with some interesting, fun little clips because I've been paying attention. You know, I've been waiting. I've just been waiting to see what the pharmaceutical industry is going to do on the heels of Whitney Houston. Uh, So far, I have not been correct in my assumption, although the legislation has now been introduced into the house by uh, uh, douchebag Bono Mac. Uh, And of course, we have Feinstein and they're going to try and shut down generic medicines. That is not in play yet. Um, You know, you and I were both kind of agreeing like, wow, man, they're really hitting the pharmaceutical industry hard with uh, the Xanax thing. And that's Pfizer hitting them real hard uh, about Whitney Houston. And so now Dr. Drew Sanjay Gupta and a new player who I will introduce onto the scene are all out there. And this is fantastic. They are all out there shilling drugs against addiction to drugs. You can't make this stuff up. Here is Sanjay Gupta. And he's about to promote a brand new drug on CNN.
12: Addiction is a brain disease, not a failure of willpower. There are medicines that actually short-circuit addiction. So why aren't they even used more? We're going in-depth, Dr.
1: Well, because they haven't been promoted yet. First, we've got to get people hooked. Sanjay
12: Gupta is joining us with what we are calling cold turkey in a pill. And I honestly... <laughs>
1: Come on, John. It's great marketing. Cold, Cold turkey, turkey in a pill. pill. Yeah,
12: I have actually never heard of this before.
15: Oh, oh. You know, it's interesting, and this is a bit of a cultural shift in terms of how we approach addiction. If, if you call it a brain disease, like I think most people agree,
1: it should be called. The science is in. It's a brain addiction. It's a you're sick, son. You're sick you got a problem, you're sick, you're sick, it's evil, you're sick, you need a pill because you're sick on,
15: on pills. Then it does put other options on the table. The idea of treating a, an addiction to pills with another pill doesn't sit well with everybody, which is why it's been tested for so long. Which is why I'm here to promote it. It doesn't work for everybody, but I want you to listen, uh, Suzanne, <laughs> to Walter Kent's story specifically and what it did for him.
1: So now they go into this package about a, uh, a guy who is an alcoholic, and, it, and I'll just play a little bit of the package because it's funny. And he's crazy. And, and, and this is such a good commercial because they conduct the interview in a bar. This is the last place you'd expect to find a recovering alcoholic. One of my old favorite watering holes.
15: But this is where Walter Kent hangs out. A bar called Goober's. That's what it is. That's <laughs> Walter funny. is a giant of a man. But for most of his life, he couldn't find the strength to put down that bottle.
1: I was the type of person that the only time I drank was when I was alone or with somebody. <laughs> you know, other than that, uh, there was never a Classic. problem.
15: He tried rehab and AA. Right. Nothing worked.
2: Nothing seemed to get rid of that urge. I couldn't get rid of the craving.
15: But then in 2000, he tried again, an experimental program at Brown University. This time, he got counseling once a week and a daily pill, a medicine called naltrexone.
1: Naltrexone, Okay. So the package continues, and the guy's like, it's fantastic. My life has changed. You know, uh, I was an alcoholic. I tried Naltrexone everything.
0: Naltrexone was in our, one of our shows recently. What was it we were referring it to? What was the deal? I or Naltrexone. I don't
1: recall that being in one of our shows.
0: Yeah, mm. I do. Yeah, well, anyway. Well, you, you looked that up. Somebody I'm, mentioned it somewhere. And well, it, well let was me let clip. me bring
1: you part two, because just to show you how this has happened and all of this is as stemmed from Whitney Houston. All this is so they they picked up the addiction meme and they're just running with it. So you've got on the one hand uh, the legislative part that has not emerged yet and now it's like you're hooked on our pills, we got a pill for that. And he's going to wrap up the story with telling you how great this pill is. And it's going to go right into the promotion for another pill. Yeah. Uh,
12: I, and I still can't believe he's in a bar. And
11: that, I mean, the that, that's in the bar amazing.
15: To sort of illustrate that point, I mean, he could not oh, step foot Jesus. in a bar before. It was just, it was, it was too much temptation. Now he has no problem. Really quickly, and I think it's important to point out this isn't for everybody. I mean, this, this these people were people who, who, for nothing else, worked, and it's about seventeen percent more effective than what else is out there. But for someone like, Walt-
1: oh, what? There's more out there. You're not even doing competitive study because you're only promoting this. You're only being paid
15: to shield. This pill, you douche. Alter, it made a big difference. It tamps down the sense of euphoria you get from having a drink. So you don't have the cravings for you know, getting that euphoria over and over again.
1: But- so it's, it's, a mind, it's a mind-altering drug.
0: Well, now I remember where this is from. It was actually something that I was working on, but we didn't, uh, we didn't discuss about. it. All right. Which is uh, Naltrexone and Topamax are these two pills? And Topamax is mentioned in this report on uh, CNN on their website, which they're promoting. At, yes, at the two. And this is a, there, there's a uh, big debate going on. Both of these are used off label in combination to create a third drug, which they're trying to legalize as this. Fabulous and unbelievable weight loss pill. Oh,
1: well, wait a minute. Listen to this. Oh, this is
15: great. The, the, the concern is it could tamp down pleasures that you get from other things as well. So some people just can't tolerate that side effect.
12: Could you actually have a pill that works for other prescription drugs if you're somebody who's addicted to prescription drugs?
15: This is the, the, uh, absolutely is the, is the answer. And That's what a lot of researchers are sort of working. The same sort of concept, again, tamping down the sense of well-being uh, after someone has opiates or pain pills, for example. There's a medication called Suboxone. It's a little bit different in that people have to stay on it for really their entire lives whereas with naltrexone he was on it for about four months Here it comes. um but you know some of these things are in early clinical trials and the population of people that are being studied are people who have failed everything else nothing has worked so now they're going to this they're adding counseling in as well so it's not uh, the pills alone but you can see for walter it made it made a huge difference
1: uh- oh crap oh crap what how did that happen oh crap what? Well, I because uh, for some reason it didn't get the last bit of the report. At the end of this report, she actually says, "We'll be right back with some great news about a diet pill, which you just mentioned." Yeah, oh, well, that's
0: on. the hold, diet. But there's oh, something up. Hold with on, this. hold
1: on. I can. I, oh, this is really pissing me off. I, I've got to find this. Oh man, can't believe that. Here, maybe it's at the end of this one. Hold on. Oh, oh you got to hear that because it may be the actual. What's the name of the pill?
0: Uh, Topamax and Naltrexone are the two. You, you take them in combination, and it creates a third drug in the system. Hold on.
1: Here's here's. Her, I think this might have her tag. For Walter, it made it made a huge difference.
12: All right, Sanjay, thanks. Stick around because we're going to ask about another medical story in the news today. That is a new diet drug that could be approved soon. It is called Cunexa. We're going to talk about
1: that at the top of the hour.
0: Is that what it yes. is? Cunexa? Yes, Cunexa is the combination of these so, other so pills. So they
1: literally go from the commercial of one drug... To the commercial of the combination of the next drug that does diet. I mean, this is completely paid programming. Yeah, I would say. Now, if you can't sell it with Sanjay Gupta, if you can't sell it with Dr. Drew, there's always one go-to guy in the media. If you want the crazy, wacky, kooky guy. to, per, to Close. Close. Come on, take another guess. Well, he was see. used to be, he's a celebrity, used to be on television when he was a kid. Complete waste of space. Messed up his life. Go on,
0: go on. I know who you're talking about. That redheaded. Kid.
2: Yes, Danny Bonaducci. Yeah,
0: exactly.
2: Bonaduce. <laughs> Bring in Bonaducci. Don't do not do anything that will stop you from. If you think you can help yourself, please do. I am not an expert on any of these things. I know it works for me. Would you like to know how I got 13 months non yes. drinking? Would you like to know
1: how he got 13 months non drinking, John? Are you interested? No. Yeah, well, tough luck, because we're shoving <laughs> it in your face. He's, now he takes out a pill bottle, he pops a pill, and he drinks some water. It's called anabuse. It's a pill. It turns alcohol into poison. <laughs> hey! It's called and abuse. It turns alcohol into poison. If that isn't crazy enough...
2: So... There you go. Danny. If I a drink right now, I'll die. Well, what is that? Well, I mean, so are you telling me that it, there
1: needs to be Ant-abuse. that kind of medical Look intervention? Look it up on the internet. This is a commercial. Look it up on the internet. It turns alcohol into formaldehyde. Really? Uh. <laughs> I looked it up on the internet. Antabuse does not turn alcohol into formaldehyde. <laughs> what <an idiot. laughs> formaldehyde. What a dick. And he keeps saying it. And he, the whole report: anti abuse, anti abuse, anti abuse.
0: What, what station? What is this? On? CNN. CNN should be ashamed of themselves. But they're
1: just taking. They're raking in the dough. Are you kidding me? I'd be here, like you know, how I kicked weed, man. I kicked <laughs> weed. I took a pill, and it turned weed into like uh, into like a uh, poison. And so if I took a hit of weed, then I'd die. Yeah, turn it turned into arsenic. Arsenic, man. Like Monsanto crap. So I couldn't take that anymore, man. The pills are great. That's, I'm Danny Bonaduce. That's right. Remember me from the Partridge family? Buy it now. Are you a loser? He says one time, he says, I woke up one day in a jail cell, handcuffed to a tranny with blood all over me. I didn't know, I didn't know whose blood it was. But I took this
0: pill. No more trannies. So this, this cold turkey in a pill is bull crap. Let me read you this from the adverse effects. Naltrexone uh, should not be started prior to several, typically seven to ten days of abstinence from opioids. In other words, you have to go cold turkey. You got to go, go cold, cold turkey, turkey, turkey
1: to go cold turkey.
0: Because this is due to the risk of acute opioid withdrawal if naltrexone is taken as mel- naltrexone will replace most opioids from their receptors. In other words, it'll just knock, you know,
1: ruin you. Yeah, you, well, you can't just go cold turkey. It's very dangerous, actually, to go super Some cold turkey. Some physicians use
0: a, nal, a naloxone challenge to determine whether an individual has any opioids remaining. Yeah, you can't. You have to already beat cold turkey. And then you, well, you got, I guess, well, you got the shakes and you feel like shooting everybody, you <laughs> take this pill and it knocks you back to normal. So that's bull crap. The this is all a setup for this diet drug. This is going to be the biggest diet drug in the history of the pharmaceutical industry, by Ooh, the way. let's put that one in. That's the, my prediction.
1: Yeah, let's put that one in the book of knowledge. What is it called again? Let's write that down. Know, you,
0: she mentioned what the name was. It's mm-hmm. something with a C. I never knew. I already knew about this combination. I didn't know what the name of the, of the uh, approved drug is going to be.
1: No, I'll get it again. It's important. Let's get this again. Hold Yeah, on a
0: second. let's get it. Yeah,
1: hold on. Let me just load it up. Uh, just amazing, though, how blatantly, and by the way, good catch, but just how brazenly they go from these this great pill and this fantastic 17% better than the competitor, right into, okay, and we've got some fantastic news coming up about this great diet pill, which happens to be the derivative of the pill we just talked about. And that, to me, John, is just...
0: Uh, <laughs> You know, it just blows me away. Somebody's whoever's putting the packages together, is corrupt.
1: No, well, no, these aren't packages. This is coming through the department known as traffic. You know, the ones that do the do the, the sales. Here it is alone. But you can see, for Walter, it made it made a huge difference.
12: All uh, right, Sanjay, thanks. Stick around because we're going to ask about another medical story in the news today. That is a new diet drug that could be approved soon. It is called Cunexa.
1: Cunexa. Chewbacca. Q-Nexa, what a name. <laughs> look it up, man, and send me the link. Yeah, I will. Q-Nexa. Q-Nexa, good job. I wouldn't have caught that one.
0: That was good. Oh, it's Q-Nexa spelled funny. It's Q-N-E-X-A. FDA advisors, this is just five hours ago, endorse weight loss drug Q-Nexa. <sighs> they endorse it, so it's, it's good to go. It's going to be good to go. and They got a picture in the Los Angeles Times of some big fat gut. <laughs> the Los Angeles Times, <laughs> everyone's in on it.
1: How come we can't, I mean... Ah. Well, you know what? Here I'm, it is. Yes, yeah, topiramate and... Meanwhile, uh, they're trying to make vitamin C illegal. You know, let's, let's do away with all the real stuff that'll actually cure you. Let's take that off
0: the shelf. Ooh, that's dangerous. Can't have any so of that vitamin C. The combination is topiramate and phenermine which is uh, I'm gonna have to I get that from the market phenermine which is not the my understanding of the combination but uh <laughs> I get emails <laughs> for that constantly <laughs> interesting I think it's the I really think it's the other drug because the uh fentir- is not a safe product anyway
1: well so that's how the uh, that's how the news well, media makes of their money this bull
0: crap is to me uh, I have another clip. This kind of bull crap that comes off of these networks is getting worse. I was watching uh, one of the worst shows on is this thing called The Five.
1: Wait a Fox. minute. I, I have to I have to say I like looking
0: at the legs. Yeah, they put the legs on the outside, so you you got to look at legs constantly. And isn't when, Dana
1: Perino on that? When
0: is on, she's got the best legs in the business. Boy,
1: isn't Dana Perino on that?
0: Yeah, but she's always sitting over there on the other side because she's Cause, too short to, to but, show off her legs. And but I, I will know, say, so like,
1: I will say, I think she's smoking.
0: She's very pretty.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree with remember that. Remember when she showed up with that black eye when she was still uh, press secretary for Bush?
0: No, I don't remember. Her yeah, she showed
1: up with a black eye because you know, she'd done something Bush wrong. was the clobber. Yeah, they, she did something wrong and they beat her up. <laughs> she's smoking. I would put her on the bucket list, actually.
0: So uh, this is a piece of information that I just rolled my eyes over because they throw this crap out. They're talking about the, uh, the pipelines and the oil prices. And so play the fact, the five and the BS. Fact, the five. That's a, that's a good title for a book. That is. Can right. you get on this gas
2: price thing? You're an expert on this. I understand that.
1: Oh, I saw this actually. But
2: the fact is that what's <makes noise> going on in Iran, over <makes noise> which we have very little control, what's going on in Syria, which we should talk about more frankly, okay. is is causing this the cut no. price of no. gas to go up. No, no. why would it? No. 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 no, why would it? Well, that that is why well, doesn't make it it got warships from Iran.
3: Yeah, and it Lock didn't make Syria. it didn't make natural gas prices go up. We use a lot of natural gas for That's our energy here. Oh, yeah, and we have a lot of crude oil too. Well, That's the other thing. That is a reason, but.
12: But it's no secret also that the president has been openly hostile to fossil fuels. His tax plan released uh, recently goes after oil companies. And when you go it, after oil companies and you try and take away their tax breaks, that just gets passed along it, to the consumer.
1: It, it's a fact. Well, that's
0: not the clip I wanted. Okay, good. Uh, do I get to hear Dana Perino this time? Uh, that you, She was actually in there in oh. the first part of that. Yeah, okay. Uh, a raining practice, idiots on the f-
3: oh, idiots on the five, idiots. That's the one.
0: <laughs> How could we have missed that cue?
2: All right,
3: <laughs> I gas. I have a business. I had a business of distributing gasoline, buying gasoline, bringing it in from over from overseas, selling it. Do you uh, know uh, that there are reformulated gas blends? There are oxygen oxygenated blends, detergent regulations, specific vapor pressure blends, summer blends, winter bre- blends, summer East Coast blends, West Coast blends. Get those at blends.
1: Is this about Starbucks? I have a says. way. I'm good? telling
3: you. I, I did. I want to do it on here because I want you to attribute this to me. I didn't know. I'll you take, credit for it. I'll take I the blame. A speculator. No, no, I did
1: both. Oh. I have a, a, a distrib- distribution. This is the guy with the fat head, isn't
3: it? Yeah, and
0: he's talking he's about annoying. not the real fat head. That's the Democrat guy. Yeah. But this guy's got this. The this is the younger guy with the fat head, and he's apparently owned an oil distribution business before he became a pundit. Oh. I don't know All right.
3: company as well. Oh. I, gasoline will drop by a dollar, a dollar per gallon, with one one signature by obama all he has to do is say one blend gas drops and you know, there's one blend for the whole country doesn't matter if you're in chicago west coast east coast all year round give it a shot give it a shot it can't hurt the environmentalists you just have to put you know take a deep breath and say yeah, for yeah. now it's more important. You know, actually, there's, there's something down. to be
2: said about that because they do have a blend. Remember when they had the blend in the upper Midwest, North, and they had to mix in a certain certain stuff, and it turned ATV. out it didn't work. ATV. Yeah, ATV. and it didn't work. Storage
3: yeah, right. issues, location, yeah. and, and, they, and they backed issues. off of
2: that, and things seemed to work all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right,
1: explain this one to me.
0: This is the biggest crock of crap I can imagine. Every petroleum engineer and chemist has got to be rolling his eye. You have to have these different blends. It's the way it works. You can't have the same gasoline in Reno that you have in the San Francisco Bay Area. Your car won't start because of the the atmospheric pressures and the different temperatures depending on whether it's winter or summer. That's why you have a winter blend and a summer blend. If you don't put extra butane in the gas during the winter, your car will not start. This is all bull crap, and he's just made this up, and this guy was supposed to be in the business? I don't believe that for a minute.
1: Interesting. Okay, so I know nothing about this. And you as a former chemical engineer is very interesting.
0: And these blends, so for instance in... I was an analytical chemist. (sighs) Big difference.
1: You make me so horny when you say these things. Say it again. Analytical chemist. No, no, say I was.
0: I was, man. I was an analytical chemist.
1: So you're telling me that in Texas, where it can freeze in wintertime, yeah. that they actually give me a different blend of, even though I'm getting the 87 uh, octane, which is all I can afford, it's uh, still uh, it's under four bucks here, Yeah, that they blend that differently in wintertime? Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that.
0: Or your car won't start, or it'll have trouble starting, or it won't run right. I mean, you have to change the blends based on the temperature and then the altitude in particular. You can take Reno gas and, uh, or take a, a Bay Area gas and try to drive around Reno. Your car's got no poop. It's a, and so you put some Reno gas in, and you're driving around like crazy, so and it's dr-
1: very noticeable. So if I were to drive from Texas to Colorado and I, and I can make it on one tank of gas... By yeah. the time I get up there, I might run into trouble. I'd have to get some a new blend really quickly.
0: Yeah, you would. Your car would not run correctly. I do you know these this? Blends are very different all over the place, and that's why they. But but he's saying, well, you know, you only have to store one blend instead of two. Yeah, you, you still have to store the different. This is still bullshit, even on that level, because you still have to. You can't keep every octane. You know, those three typical octane. Explain blends that to me. Low.
1: Explain that to me for a second. Why. I mean, what for? What reason? I've never gotten the high octane. Why, I mean, why should I? What does it really make a difference?
0: On the car that requires high octane, yes. What car requires that? Well, my Lexus. Your, your Lexus is, is from nineteen ninety one. Yeah, it's old. I know. We <laughs> I, I don't have enough money. No, but how come? The, how come that requires the high octane? What that's because dumb. it's got a high performance V eight engine that has a I, high compression I, I, ratio. I have
1: a, I have a, a Dodge Ram from uh, two
0: thousand two. Probably uses regular.
1: Yeah, so, but that it's got like 18 cylinders. It's a big 5900 engine.
0: It, it still could be regular. It's probably regular. But whatever it says in the book, you have to use. There's no if book. It didn't come low, with a book.
1: I, it didn't come with a book.
0: Look it up on the internet. If you're using low octane gas in a in an engine that requires 91, and you're using 87, you're going to get a lot of pre-ignition. You're going to lose you're going to essentially lose gas mileage because the thing's going to fire before the cylinders at the top of the head, and it'll just blow up in there, and it'll cause a lot of knocking. It could damage the engine. You could actually blow up your engine. Well, probably not blow it up, but you're not going to help it much. And it's going it's just it's really a disaster if you use the wrong octane in your engine. Now you can use high octane in a low octane engine. That makes no difference. But if you have an engine that requires high-octane fuel, you better use it. Well, I might be doing it wrong. Well, is the engine pinging when you're driving? What does that mean? Well, if you don't know what that means and yeah, you know, know, I, I push what it means. down on the gas to accelerate, you hear a bunch of weird clicking sounds. No,
1: this thing sounds like a... Uh, like
0: pre-ignition. Uh, and that's low-octane fuel.
1: I'm looking to see now if it says if I should use high-octane or not. I have 2002 Dodge Ram... They're talking about the Hemi though. I don't think I have the Hemi engine. Maybe I do. I don't know. It was very—you know—I only paid five thousand bucks for it.
0: The uh, the Hemi would probably require high octane. I'm guessing. I don't know. Okay. Well, so
1: but but it's like I can't.
0: So anyway, so you have to have these different tanks for these different gasolines anyway. So the storage stuff is bull crap. This guy's full of it. That's what I'm saying. And this show is filled with this kind of information. And then he comes out with this nonsense and the guy, the, the other guy comes in and agrees with him. He doesn't know what he's talking about either. Now, I will say this. We on this show have every so often we say something that's wrong. And people either catch us in the chat rooms, and then we can usually correct ourselves on the fly. And yeah, you're going to be wrong on these shows. So I don't want to be too condemnatorial about this. Well, if, but if Bye. you if you had legs like that, it would be okay. But the point is, is there's five people on this show. There's 10 people behind the cameras. There's producers. There's executive producers. There's all kinds of people that can correct this crap. There's news editors. There's writers. There's prompter operators. They have 100 people that can say, hey, this is totally wrong. We're The two of us, it's amazing we're so accurate.
2: John C. DeVore, ex-pet peeve of the day I'm gonna show my support by donating to No Agenda Imagine all the people who could do that Oh yeah, that'd be fab Yeah, on No, no agenda. agenda Hi Octane, baby, baby In the morning
1: You know, I gotta tell you When you go off on that, like about That chemical engineer stuff And you bring in cars and engines Man, I, I would like hug you right now If you were near me <laughs> I would be just like, I'm just, your, it's, your book. it's, it's, it makes me just hot yeah. for you, baby, hot, smoking hot for you now, John.
0: I would think that everyone would know this stuff.
1: Well, anyway. guess what? This is very informative. And now I'm John. going to go find a book, see if I can find the book that goes along with my car. And then I'm going to be very sad if I have to put in high octane because that's like... You know, it
0: a, costs another $0.20 yeah. cents a gallon. It's expensive. Yeah, for real. All right. Yeah, I was actually in San Francisco, the octane, uh, the high octane in, uh, union station over in the city, which is always overpriced. $4.40. Bad. So,
1: so our chat room, the one we just talked up and said, they're so great about helping us and correcting us. Here's what, the, here's what we got back from that great rant of yours. Adam plays with Barbies. I mean, really? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really? Yeah, yes, Malibu Ken. Hello, typical. Malibu Ken here. Hello, typical. everybody.
0: Typical. <laughs> All right. Jonathan, yeah, we didn't. We actually got a lot of executive producers and then our regular donors are the lesser ones. That <laughs> kind of a short number here, but it's fine. Jonathan Healy in Santa Clara, California, came with $100 saying thanks for the fight. Thanks for continuing to fight the good fight on the best podcast in the universe. Michael Shoemaker in Rancho Cucamonga, California. Somewhere on the same line that goes to Anaheim and Azusa. ITM John and Adam, greetings from Gitmo Nation Inland Empire. I'm just a reminder to the producers to check out their PayPal accounts. Why? Because, by the way, I had a, I got a thing today. I just sent it to the guy. PayPal... Rejected a $55.10 payment Why? Because they were suspicious of the guy giving the money
1: What is that? It's like, hey, man, we're protecting you Dvorak, yeah. Kurt, we're protecting you This guy's suspicious What is that? That's ridiculous
0: It's totally ridiculous So they sent him his money back Be- oh,
1: well, We're screwed you watch. That's how they're going to kill us. I mean, it, they can't kill us by taking away advertisers because we have none. They're going to kill us by saying, oh, all your people are suspicious because they, they normally pay with cash. And uh, they uh, use the <laughs> Internet and Internet cafes. And uh, they could be terrorists. I tell you, they're terrorists, all of them. And they're <laughs> world- donating to that no agenda show. A suspicious behavior.
0: Because he signed up for monthly donations and PayPal has yet to make a second payment automatically. I have to visit Dvorak.org slash N-A. Insert jingle here to make sure you guys Dvorak.org slash N-A. To get your just-deserved tithing. Here's my monthly donation. This time ninety nine ninety nine just to hear Adam say niner, 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 niner. Niner, 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 niner. I also need a serious de-douching. John started choking
10: <laughs> You've been de-douched.
0: All right. John started choking while reading my last donation email, passed it to Adam, and I never got my D-douche. I don't need karma as life is good, but I would like to pass the karma on to my fellow hardworking IT slaves who keep many companies running smoothly without credit or recognition. Duh. Yeah, give him a karma. Yeah, of course. This is big IT karma. We know what it takes to keep that
6: crap running.
1: Karma. That's very that's very kind. Very kind. And I, we, have a, we got a lot of dentists and IT guys. Listen to the show for some dentites. reason. Den, dentites and eye tights.
0: Dentites, so, it's a combo word. T- I like that. Eye, eye tights. tights. Anyway, he says, uh, he's, he's in this chat room, California Machu, Matthew <laughs> Hamilton, Sacramento, California, 6969, Onto our 6969 meme. which is I'm going to gonna have to put that on the, yeah, on the well, sheet. you keep
1: threatening with that. That's our get laid karma.
0: ITM, gentlemen, like you to de-douche me and then de-douche me. Oh, no, douche me, then de-douche me. Why? Because I've been enjoying the best podcast in the universe since last October without helping. I'd also enjoy being a no-agenda listener for the shortest time spent douched. My birthday is February 23rd, so I've made the popular contribution of 6969, which is three times 2323. Please send some citizen karma to me and my smoking hot girlfriend, Christy, in advance of our pending move from the People's Republic of California to the blue skies, drones, and chemtrails of Austin, Texas.
1: You will love it here, my friend. Okay, so we got a douchebag, a de-douching, and a hey, citizen, karma. Okay, let me see if I can do this. <laughs>
10: You've been de-douched. Hey, citizen. You've got karma. Tight.
0: Tight. <laughs> Except for you stepping on it. Tight. <laughs> Sir <laughs> Troy Walters, Hawthorne East, Victoria. Sixty dollars in the morning. Uh, let everyone know that Gitmo Nation Down Under is available to view on YouTube. Sorry for the low donation amount. It's all I can afford. Okay. Please wish, wish Dame Jess Walters a happy second wedding anniversary for the twenty second of February. The call out needs to happen today. Yeah. If you did it on Sunday's show, we would hear it on the twenty eighth. Oh, that's right. That's cause right, because everything's day pay
1: off. Right. Okay. Well, I think uh, yeah. Yeah. So you, uh,
0: you go to Australia. You got to you change your time to one day ahead and five years back.
1: <laughs> and enough about the Australian government.
0: Yeah, uh, Chad Lawrence and Sp- give her a yeah. We just give her a call out.
1: Yeah, we got uh, a happy anniversary,
0: Dame Jessie Walter, Jess, Jess Walters. Jess Walters. Jess, Jess. Jess. Okay, Chad Lawrence in Springfield, Oregon, fifty-eight seventy-nine, in memory of Evan C. Carsten Ove Schwartz Nielsen in some place. I can't see his symbols on my thing. From, he's in from- Nation, Little Mermaid, so he's got to be in uh, Copenhagen, right. uh, Denmark. Hi, John and Adam, 5511. Thank you for the great effort and the eternal struggle, struggle to fight all the douchebaggery. Keep exploring this splinter in my mind. You're truly one of a kind. And Adam, don't stop trying to teach John the Dutch pronunciations. It's hilarious. <laughs> he also says, more slide whistle, please. <laughs> <laughs> From overtaxed Denmark,
8: <laughs>
1: Carsten, Denmark. As we say in Holland, Denmark. Danemark. Denmark. Denmarkun. Denmark.
0: Mickey Keck in Wyoming, Ohio. Double nickels on the diamond. Listening since last year, I wanted to make a catch up payment for all the news and entertainment you've provided over the time. My hot wife, Joyce, Woo! is interviewing for a new job and is supposed to find out the result this week. She could use a shot of MILF karma to put her over the top.
10: All right, send pictures. Milf. that's one mother I'd like to. You've got <laughs> karma. <Tight. laughs> what happened to the horn? It was there. It's the horn was Pete there.
0: Stevens in South Bend, Indiana, great town. 5510. I've been a long-time listener, first-time donor, always enjoyed your deconstruction of the media. Here's some blankets and water, no need for a de <laughs> but my girlfriend could use some job karma. It's a lot of that today. She got hired for a job right out of school, and the douchebags let her go over the phone on her first day oh, no. during lunch. Oh, no. I hate that. Give her a Karma MILF double shot. Oh, no, I'd love to do that.
2: MILF. That's one, mother. I like this.
1: You thought karma. <laughs> what? was that? A, was that a, a slide whistle MILF horn?
0: Jeremy Slate in Hamburg, Jersey, New Jersey, to you. Fifty-one fifty. John and Adam just got a nice refund to my PayPal account. So here's an area fifty-one donation (laughs) for Adam. I've been donating about ten bucks a week and listening since May. A professor at Seton Hall University turned me onto the show. Hey, now, now, hey, that's cool. So we got yes. Hey, prof, where is he? Yeah, where's he on the uh, donor list. list? Really? And those professors are probably tenured. Living the American dream of just getting by got my history masters last May and working two jobs to pay off my government indentured servitude all called, also called student loans can I get some job job karma
10: You've got karma
0: Our good buddy and cat's Katz hovel Cat's heuvel Cat's hovel No Night, try Van it again Cat's hovel Cat's hovel How's that? How's that? Bad. What do you mean, bad? Oh, if even, I went to, if I was in Amsterdam trying. and I said, "I'd like to find a train to Cats Kat's Hoofdhu." <laughs> you think they would know what I was talking about? <laughs> They'd club you immediately. <laughs> like, quick, get him. Fifty dollars. <laughs> ah, you forgot my birthday. One twenty-three. Well, yeah. <laughs> way to go, John. Hey, we give him one today. I also asked my lovely Audrey, Audrey, to marry me, and she said yes. Please give her a milf. <laughs> she is one, by the milf.
2: way. That's one mother I'd like to. F-
0: <laughs> I've seen pictures. My new business is going great now. Thanks to your karma shot. It works. P.S. Check my email with the no agenda jacket picture from Brunes Clothing. By the way, we should plug them every once in a while. They do a great job. All the best. from, And they're cheap. And That's it's made in her. America. It's made in America. Not in China. Uh, Bruins, B-R-U-N-S. El mio Cid in salpuca, salpup, Salpulpa. Salp, Sapulpa, Jeez, Gods <laughs> Oklahoma, Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, fifty dollars. Uh, would like a karma shot for my, not for myself, but for all the listeners and both of you for giving us a great show.
10: You've got karma.
0: Anonymous in Marysville, Kansas, uh, fifty private comments. Says something, but it's private, and uh, I don't know what he wants us to say. He he he, says, he 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 wants the f words to stop. Oh, we did we use one today? I don't think
1: well, so. Well, he actually doesn't like. He has a thirteen year old. He doesn't like me talking about deep penetrating bunker busters and hot rods. Well,
0: I don't either. Okay, uh, Paul Vella in Taunchester, North Hampshire, Northamptonshire, North North in. Uh, the UK, I didn't make like it, like it when you that. make it when Man." Mm-hmm. No, it took you a while to come up with a comeback. Huh? No, I was just thinking, like, like what, kind, you of a, a what kind of a whole thing? You're spooling you? it over. You're like I, steaming I, this doing in your own juices. I, can't you.
1: I don't like it when you talk about hot Man." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talk about some potholes, dude. Yeah, that's
0: really exciting. <laughs> they cleaned up the road. You <laughs> but, haven't heard me talk about potholes no, recently, have you? No, no. Greg, but, it, my complaining helped. Greg Steerley in Santa Monica, $50. And finally, Scott Carbone. Could be carbon, but I think it's carbon. That's probably carbon. In Waterford, uh, Michigan, Hey, Citizen and ITMT. You both would like to request some anti-cancer karma for my aunt who just recently got diagnosed with some form. They thought it was a rash. Apparently, it's pretty bad. So, I uh, need a little karma for Ron Paul. While he's at it, by the way, whoever made that Reverend Manning song, it's an awesome ringtone. (laughs) Good idea. All right. Whip it, whip it, whip it.
1: All right. Here's some anti-cancer
0: karma for you, everybody.
10: You've got karma. I
0: wouldn't mind using that as a ringtone. I might adopt that idea. The whip it, whip it, whip it ringtone. (laughs) Anyway, we want to thank all these donors and contributors and helpers. Dvorak.org slash N-A noagenda show.com, no com, and slash na if you can't get to the other websites for some reason or other even though we have a we have someone in Korea that's been donating and uh, they get through i don't know it's it's a baffling situation
1: so this is a program that runs on value for value if you've heard anything and and honestly i learned something big today about the blends of gasoline and that i have to now get a 2002 manual for my truck um, that could be valuable. And uh, think about it. Uh, I, John may have saved me uh, $2,000, $3,000 in engine repairs because I'm going to blow up my engine. Just these little tidbits, besides the fact that it'll make your brain feel better when you understand what the a-holes are doing in the world and trying to corrupt us with all these lies in the media, trying to get us to take pills for pills, and to go and save yourself, go here.
4: org slash N-A
2: Now, get out! what Obama's behind
1: Bertram, who was not only an associate executive producer on today's program, but is celebrating his birthday today. Frank DiZoglio congratulates himself. He turns 23 today. And his wife, Michelle, uh, belated happy birthday to her. Her birthday was on the 13th. Frank Asjenzat, Zat, congratulates oh, I hope I didn't butcher it too much. Congratulates his son, Rowan. Uh, also a belated birthday there as he uh, celebrated on the 11th. John Negle, Negle or Nahler. Congrats, congratulates himself for his birthday last Tuesday on the twenty-first. And finally, Matthew Hamilton, happy birthday to you! His birthday is today, the twenty-third. Happy birthday on behalf of all your friends here at the Big No Agenda family. It's your
8: birthday, yeah!
1: And then um, we need to do a nighting, John. It's been a while since we've done one of these. Hooray! What? Hooray! Hooray! <laughs> hooray! Hooray! Okay. Did you grab your blade? Did you? It's a little rusty. Stuck. (laughs) It it hasn't been used in a while. Ah, there you go. Thank goodness. Frank DiZoglio, step forward, my friend. Thank you so much as you have supported the No Agenda podcast, the program. With the amount of $1,000 or more, you are one of our true patrons, always there to help us out and to help us in our hour of need, and we appreciate your contribution ...and keeping us going. So hereby, we proudly pronounce the Sir Frank Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Hookers and blow over here, my friend. Also, Remboys and Chardonnay, if that's your thing. Or just plain old booze and hot pants. Congratulations. Welcome to the roundtable. Thank you. Your ring is on the way. I wanted to publicly thank Mimi, your wife, John. She's uh, taking over the, uh, the ring uh, shipment...
0: Ring distribution center.
1: I'm sorry, the Ring Distribution Center. Yes, that's uh, that's what it's called, the Ring Distribution Center. <laughs> ah, great. So the weirdest thing, um, and I saved this for second half of the show, even though it really, it, you know, it's stuff that's in the House of Lords in the United Kingdom. I'm sure you may have seen this thing pop up, Lord Blackheath, who is, uh, what I guess you'd call a backbencher, uh, but he is in the House of Lords. And he stands up, and he rolls out this crazy story, and it goes on for 11 minutes. and I, I, I luckily, he did something very smart. He drew his conclusions about this story in the first minute and a half, thank goodness, uh, which I will play for you. And it is about the 15 trillion dollars. Have you heard this story, John?
0: No, I'm on I'm, I'm, I'm pins and needles. So this is uh,
1: from the House of Lords uh, on February the 16th, I believe. And he stood up in front of his, uh, his fellow lords. I mean, these are the muckety mucks. And he started to tell the following story.
7: My lords, I've been engaged in this pursuit of this issue for nearly two years now. And I'm no further through to get into the truth. I think there are three possible conclusions which may come from it. I think there may have been a massive piece of money laundering committed by a major government which ought to know better, and that this has effectively undermined the integrity of the British Bank, Royal Bank of Scotland, in doing so. The second alternative is that a major American um, department has an agency which has gone rogue on it because it has been wound up and has created a structure out of which they are seeking to get with at least 50 billion euros as a payoff. And the third possibility is that this is an extraordinary elaborate fraud which has not been carried out, but which has been prepared in order to provide a threat to one government or more if they don't pay them off. So there are three possibilities, and this all needs a very urgent review. My Lords, it starts in April and May of 2009, with the alleged transfer to the United Kingdom, to the HSBC, of a sum of $50 trillion. And seven days later, Ping in comes another $50 trillion to the HSBC, and then three weeks later, another $50 trillion, total of, f- of $5 trillion in each case, sorry, total of $15 trillion is alleged to have been passed into the hands of HSBC. For onward transit to the Royal Bank of Scotland, and we need to look to where this came from and what the history of this money is. And I have been trying to sort out the sequence by which this money has been created and where it's come from for a long time.
1: What I know, so he he messes up the numbers, but so essentially he has, and he has documents signed by Paulson, signed by Geithner, that there were three tranches of five trillion dollars that went. Uh, received by senior executives at HSBC and then again received by senior executives at the Royal Bank of Scotland. And apparently it came from a Riyadi account, uh, from an account from a guy named Riyadi, I'm sorry, uh, who, I mean, it ties into all kinds of crazy things, but... So this
0: guy's just not clinically insane?
1: Well, he, ha- you know, uh, he has all these documents, and he says, you know, we can
0: easily... What, f- what lord is this? Do we have his name? Blackheath. Lord Blackheath. Well, he's Blackheath? Heat? Black Blackheath. 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 Let me look him up on the Book of Knowledge. Yeah. It's a, it's a very, very weird story. But the
1: thing that's so weird about this is it comes at the same time as we have all these... You know, billions, trillions of dollars in bonds that, you know, they're fake bonds. But the way it sounds to me, and this traces back to another crazy story about, story about the WANTA fund. Are you familiar with the WANTA fund?
0: No, but I'm looking at apparently Lord James Blackheath in, uh, in uh, 1 January 11, 2010, gave a speech on Foundation X.
1: Yeah, it's the Which same. Is, it's the
0: same guy. He said that there was a uh, that. Everyone they're showing the audience are all laughing at him. Oh yeah, because he's crazy.
1: Of course, he's nuts. I've learned, John. I've learned that the crazier the guy, you got to be careful because these guys can be a inc- incredibly right. Look at yeah, Albert Einstein. No, I'm not going to say this. All right, uh, just because he looks crazy and he, and he you know, that doesn't
0: look crazy. That's the, he just seems like a. He looks like a banker.
1: Well, but he. He's, he's he acts disheveled. Let's put it that way. He he comes no, across in this, in this as disheveled. Clip
0: he looks fine, but okay.
1: No, if you look at the whole clip, he's but he's he's trying to explain something, and so he says, "Look, either this was uh, I think the bottom line conclusion is somewhere someone made up some money because he's basically saying this could be fake money." And, of course, it's not like a suitcase showed up with $15 trillion, you know, printed bills. This is, you know, this is, this is just it's electronic. Yeah, it's electronic stuff. And what he's saying is this is bogative and it's, it's helped prop up the entire dollar. I think that's what he's trying to say from this made up money. But it goes back to another. And this has always been written off as a conspiracy theory. The WANTA fund, W-A-N-T-A which is about uh, Ambassador uh, Lee Wanta, and the story behind that, which supposedly ties into this, and I'm not quite sure how. It's I mean, it, it's just so unbelievable that you know, it, even if you could prove it, people say ah, it's crazy. Get out of here, you kook. The Wanta Fund was apparently set up by Ronald Reagan with the Chinese. Oh
0: yeah, we talked about this on the show before.
1: Yeah, let me just brief uh, summarize in brief, and it was set up to do uh, currency trading, to bankrupt, or basically to, to kill the ruble. And the idea was that the profits, which apparently were $5 trillion at the time, so easily this could be the want to fund, it could be $15 trillion by now, that the profits were supposed to uh, go back to the American people back into the coffers of the treasury. And uh, boy, that would help right now. I mean, we could use a a $5 trillion in, you know, $1990. We could use that. That would be handy. Um, And then the story twists and turns and says that basically Hillary Clinton went and stole it with her children's defense fund. So, you know, there's so many twists and turns to this. And there's so, so many stories and there's podcasts and there's just tons of people talking about it. That I mean, this is worse than than nine eleven. You know, you can't you can never get to the bottom of it. I don't think I mean, I, it, you'd have to have someone pretty serious come to the forefront. And it seems like Lord Blackheath is trying to communicate that something really bad has gone wrong. And he's probably correct in his second assumption that a an agency of the United States, which would be the Treasury, has gone rogue. Duh. And that the people are just stealing this money and the bankers are passing it around. They took this money and, they, of course, they made trillions, you know, billions, if not trillions, in, uh, in profits by using it. But it was funneled through HSBC and the Bank of Scotland. And this would be traceable if someone opened an investigation, which is what he's calling for.
0: Well, I think it's probably also what uh, Ron Paul wants to see. So I'm looking at an article from November 2010 uh, in The Guardian. And I'll just read you the first graph regarding this guy, Bat Blackheath. This is from his other speech when he's talking about uh, Foundation X. Yeah, which was about a trillion dollars, I think, at the time he was talking well, about that. It was, seemed to be more like $17 billion, but it's quite the most extraordinary speech I think I've ever come across. There's the writer uh, come across. It was given by Lord James of Blackheath, a respected industrialist and former senior advisor to the Conservative Party. So he's not a, not a kook. So he's not a kook. All right, So he's not a kook. Well, maybe he lost his mind. I don't know. This is a good one. Now what are we going to do about it?
1: Well, so everything I'm reading is saying that these are the WANTA funds. And, uh, and they were supposed to go back to the American people. But instead of coming back to the American people, and this was, uh, you can uh, consult the book of knowledge on Ameritrust Corporation. And uh, this guy, Lee WANTA, was the trustee. And and this also all ties back into uh, Mark Rich, uh,
0: which, which always ties back to the Clintons. It
1: always ties back to the Clintons, and you know that would make sense. You look at the li- look at the presidential library. <laughs> Someone's got some dough. You know, this is Switzerland. This is all well, kinds. Well,
0: that's of- one of the reasons we know that you know they there was they're freaked out about somebody investigating the Clinton library where you know where all the money where all the money come from and it's, it's got an endowment and Clinton's got to, he's got you know god knows how much money I mean where do, you know this is, wasn't from good investments
1: you know i said on the last show that bill clinton probably had a shot at becoming the president of the world bank i mean let's just say bill bill clinton is the world bank and he's got all the dough so you know this is something that in and, and I would think if I, you know, if I were a real news organization uh, and uh, a, a respected industrialist stepped up and said, hey, something weird going on here, I would think I'd put that on the news. You know, this is like,
0: you know, a- you can't put this stuff on the news because there's a bottomless pit of, of trying to explain it. Uh, it's it's essentially an enigma and the uh, directors of these news stations just won't allow it and it's not in the new york times and everything has always has to be confirmed by the new york times is really the the where you know if it's it, not in the new york times yeah, then it's not real and it didn't happen it's not real, you can't do it it didn't but if it happen shows up in the new york times even when it does you can't necessarily do it because it might be you know something that's not of general so, interest
1: so i'll tell you what we do get on the news here instead of uh, uh, instead of this this is another uh, and very carefully crafted story, I have to say, to make you very afraid of uh, Muslims uh, shouting Allah is great. Because, of course, uh, if uh, if you were pissed off on an airplane and you're angry and, you know, you're perturbed, you know, in America, we uh, we drop F-bombs and we call people a-holes. And, uh, you know, I think uh, some Muslims just say, you know, Allah is great. Screw you guys. Allah is great. But, of course, that now is being turned into a terrorist action, particularly when done on an airplane. So you hear hear the story, and as we get into the story, it's just like a guy who was really pissed off about some stupid stuff, and uh, he shouldn't have done that. But the way it's brought to you is insane.
11: Tonight, two people have been arrested. In
6: fact, we're told one of the men in custody was actually tackled by other passengers, and we have video from inside the plane.
1: Inside the plane! By the way, the video is not of passengers grabbing this guy. The video is not of the guy yelling Allah is great. The video is when they're on the ground and federal agents are taking him off the plane. Apparently, no one thought to videotape while it was actually happening.
11: Jeff McShan just talked with people getting off the flight at Bush Airport. Jeff, what happened
1: this is happening in houston by the way now
6: listen to what happened well at least indeed a continental flight 1118 took off from portland tonight headed to houston had to be turned around about 20 minutes into the flight when the pilot decided to turn around and land back in portland all because of a belligerent passenger belligerent
1: Eh, very important word people belligerent remember this is a legal term being used in the National Defense Authorization Act, belligerent. If you are belligerent, you can be named an enemy combatant. If you are an enemy combatant, you can get the hood put over your head and taken away in a black van.
6: Now take a look at cell phone video taken by Mark Frosinger, one of the passengers on board. He and others tell us that two Middle Eastern men wanted to sit next to each other the flight on the flight. And when it didn't work out, one of them became very upset.
1: Well, th- this happens. Right. You know, you can't sit next to each other. People get upset. It does happen. You know, it makes no difference. but You can't help it. But people get upset. But then what did he do? He did something really crazy. Started
6: screaming. He then lit an electric cigarette. He lit an electric cigarette.
0: How do you light an electric? Did he actually light it? (laughs) <laughs> hey, this thing's just... Please, it's not work. working. It's the stench of the plastic. This thing doesn't work. You don't light an electronic
1: cigarette. You just suck on it, and and the little tip glows, a little LED light in there. And then he, he's like... And, and it's not illegal, but he lit. He lit an electronic cigarette. But then, the American passengers, who are just so awesome, because we're going to kick your ass.
6: Flight attendants were clearly worried. They asked passengers for help. And when the plane landed, the police came on board, took the suspect off in handcuffs, and escorted his friend off the plane.
1: Here it comes, Listen to our great passengers who saved the day from the guy who was trying to light an e-cigarette.
12: He was screaming, Allah is great. Allah, Allah is, is great, great you uh, know.
8: Yeah, and
12: yeah. it, it kind of worries you when all of that happens. But believe me, there were enough men to hold him down.
8: Yeah,
1: because we're Americans, damn it. There were enough men to hold him down. He was so. As, when it's scary when they say Allah is great, because you know
3: he's going to be terrorists. Absolutely. Every every guy that was in that in my area was ready to go.
2: We were ready to go. I was ready to go kick his ass. That damn Muslim terrorist with that Allah is great. I was ready. My belt, my seatbelt was unbuckled. I was ready to go kick his ass. I mean, it was not even Thought. You could tell
6: buckles were off. People were... Buckles were off. Birding leading towards the aisles.
11: It almost made me cry to
12: see the way everybody responded.
1: It made me cry. Everyone responded so great.
12: Because um, the, the gentleman that could help got up and helped the stewardess. She was just a little bitty thing. She ran back and she got the plastic handcuffs and ankle cuffs.
1: I didn't know that they had handcuffs and ankle cuffs on board the airplane. I guess that's standard. Yeah, they
0: did. Pra- like to practice a little S and M in the cockpit once <laughs> in a while.
1: With, the, with that little bitty thing. Here's was a little bitty thing. She ran up there and all the men were all ready to go and help you know, because they had the buckles on the bucket. They were ready to go kick
0: some asses. We're Americans. What airline was this? I don't know. I don't know. I can find it if you're interested. I'm just wondering. It seems like something you would want to know. He would be under the squirrel uh,
1: heading in the show notes. Here it is. Uh, unruly passenger, belligerent. Uh, he was screaming Allah is great. Allah is great. <laughs> Maybe you
0: really like those cigarettes.
1: <laughs> Maybe those cigarettes are awesome. Maybe they, I should try that, because there's something in there that may they make you high. Continental, of course, it's Houston. Continental. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's riling up the American public. Unnecessarily. Un, very unnecessarily. And it's uh But sad. it
0: does show that we don't need TSA. No, no,
1: this is true. But it was a little... Okay, now speaking of the TSA, all right. So here's the thing I wanted to play earlier. So you have this guy, McCarter, and he is the, I think, the editor of Homeland Security Magazine. Now, you would presume that the editor of Homeland Security Magazine really knows what he's talking about when it comes to Homeland Security, wouldn't you? I would.
0: Oh, absolutely. He has
1: to. And he's on C-SPAN, our favorite channel, uh, on the call-in show. And and people, I'm not going to say it anymore. The fact that you are not calling into C-SPAN and and handing out the truth and then following up with noagendashow.com is disappointing.
0: Yes, I'm very disappointed.
1: They have open phone lines, and they are so desperate for anyone to call in.
0: And you get the weirdest calls in. They'll take anything. They will, and they're not screened. They're not
1: screened. No, they're not screened. So this guy is in there. They're talking about Abdul Matallab, known as the underpants bomber. Now, we know that the underwear bomber at Schiphol Airport was ushered onto the airplane by two men in suits, even though he didn't have a passport. We know from testimony that we played from C-SPAN that they were watching the guy, and they allowed him to get on the airplane. Surely, John, you recall all this, that we've discussed yes, this on we this also, very program. Uh,
0: they also know that people were filming him on the plane. Yep with camcorders and watching his every move and then uh it was the weirdest story and then of course when they stopped the plane uh and brought him off they took all the passengers and moved them to a secure facility where they where they which, makes, were they, were which, they, which they, brings me to the thought that they, they were wanted gonna, to kill him well kill everybody and yep. then say the plane got blow blowed up but something went yep. amiss something went wrong but the idea so they had to let the passengers live
1: and what happened? Anyway, and what happened after all of this, John? After this uh, Christmas, two thousand uh, was it 10, 2009? What well, happened? Man. What happened after this? What immediately came into play? I don't know what the naked body scanners.
0: Oh yeah, right. We had the right immediately. You know, our, our buddy uh, Chertoff's company. Yeah, or the one he consults. Chertoff for. and
1: Associates. So here's this guy, and he's on C-SPAN because he's important. He's an authority on Homeland Security. He's the editor of this magazine. And he doesn't know anything about this, John. It's, it's, it's amazing. But the people who call in take this guy to school.
13: Robert, independent caller in Austin, Texas.
1: And by the way, this will sh- prove to you that C-SPAN is the best channel on your television because this, this stuff, you can't write it. It's hilarious. And none of the people, except for the, the, the host and the guy, McCarter, are, are actors. Everyone else is real.
13: Good morning.
9: Good morning. Good <clears throat> morning. It's amazing how much uh, different information on this this underwear bomber there is. This guy never had a visa. The gentleman was let on the plane, literally forced. They, they tried to keep him off the plane. And two attorneys who have just submitted, you can go look on YouTube, said that <clears throat> he was let on the plane forcibly. He was denied
1: access to that airplane. To- so he's talking about the testimony that was given at Mataleb's uh- in fact, Mataleb never got to testify because he pleaded guilty because, of course, he, he was a shill. Um, so th- therefore, there was no hearing and therefore we didn't hear the true story. But uh, according to American law, you can enter uh, in comments if you were a witness. And I think it's Haskell, I think, is the attorney's name who was on the flight. And we've played clips of this guy. He said, no, no, this, this was total bullcrap. This guy was let on the plane, he was escorted, he had handlers, and this was entered into the record, but nah, you're not going to hear that anywhere, of course. But so here's one of the callers uh, telling the truth. for three times,
9: in some unnamed office in, this, in the U.S. government, and you should look this up, sir, they, they let him on that plane, forcibly. He was not allowed to be on that plane, and somebody put him on that plane. Now, why would a CIA agent, the, the, the unnamed agency, want to get that guy on the plane?
16: Good question. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with the story of uh, anybody <laughs> attempting to stop him. Um, my understanding is that the uh the PETN that the underwear bomber was carrying uh was was uh not detectable by the standard screening that he went through at uh, Amsterdam and that he uh what I've heard is that he raised no alarm. Okay, let's go I wasn't the there, Obviously, so I, right. I don't know. All right, he wasn't there,
1: so he doesn't know. Oh, are you not the editor of the Homeland Security magazine? sir? <laughs> All right, next caller.
13: Chuck in Jacksonville, Florida. Independent caller. Good morning. Go, Chuck. Oops, sorry, I moved to that. Let's go on to Devin. We already hit Chuck. Devin, Republican in Derry, New Hampshire. Good morning, Devin.
9: Good morning. Hi there. Uh, I heard your guest mention the underwear bomber a little while Mm -hmm. ago, and uh, I just wanted to mention Attorney Kurt Haskell's uh, testimony at the Mutalib trial last week. He was a witness to the event, and he says that Mutalib didn't have a passport and wasn't going to be allowed onto that plane, except he was escorted by two men two men in suits who claimed national security in order to get him onto the plane. And,
1: uh, and now, at this point, the producers are freaking out.
9: Kurt Haskell, in his in his testimony, said all this. He wasn't allowed to actually be a witness to the trial because they got him to plead guilty, but. I just feel that the real terrorist that we should be afraid of is our federal government <laughs> and the TSA sticking their hands down our pants isn't going to make things cut him
2: better. Cut them off! Cut them off! Might- cut
1: them off! But don't appreciate that. We don't appreciate that. Do you hear that? We don't appreciate you talking about the TSA sticking our hand, their hands down our pants.
2: She said that? She said that. We don't appreciate
1: that. We're Which cut- girl was this? The ugly one. We're cutting you of off. Course. Yeah, we're cutting with C-SPAN. We're cutting you off now. Let's
2: let's
13: do Last, it. Last uh, comment. One but more, yes. Devin's bringing up this question that one of our earlier callers mentioned of uh, <laughs> an idea that that. Mutaleb was somehow forced to go on the plane or was escorted by agents of some kind. Now,
1: you are the, uh, the, the, the expert on this. We invited you on
16: C-SPAN. Please explain. I am unfamiliar with that um, story. What? Um, I can't say it's true or I can't say it's false. Um, I don't know nothing about this. My understanding is that... He doesn't is know
0: anything. The guy's an idiot. That
16: he was targeted for questioning by U.S. Customs and Border Protection, mm. which was operating passenger screening for overseas passengers like... Uh, Abdul Muttalab and uh, that they had planned to question him when he arrived in Detroit uh-huh. now, obviously if he was successful you know they wouldn't have been able to question him because he would have blown himself and 360 other people up yeah which was the plan all along because you know what's <laughs> going
1: on let's, let's, let's do one more, let's do a, try a different approach and another caller is right there, I love you America recent
13: inspector general report They're-
1: here, uh, let's get the, this guy's view <laughs> okay
13: today. let's go to Mark in Wayne, Michigan on our independent line, good morning Mark
0: Good morning, C-SPAN.
1: Good morning, America. I, when I heard this, I'm like, yes, this is a No Agenda listener. like, good morning, <laughs> C-SPAN. Good morning, America. In the morning to you, noagendashow.com is great. All that is great. I'm like, I'm waiting for it. This guy is perfect. He doesn't do it, but this is the kind of guy that you should be who's listening to this show. You should be calling in and doing this.
9: And also, good morning, Mr. Carter. McCarter. Good morning. Uh, yes, I have a question about you claiming that you had no
0: idea about that, uh, underwear bomber being helped onto that
16: plane. I live on disability and I even knew about that. If you've seen the evidence that I have gathered about this individual and about the warehouses that were completely filled with all of these body scanners and no
0: airports were buying them. So then this underwear bomber thing came along, and every one of them got sold immediately. This is how they work. These elites that have hijacked the federal government are using it by use of the media, by lying to the people.
1: So,
13: Mark, so, Mark, you're saying that there's an... <laughs> cut him off!
0: Cut him off!
1: Cut him off! Cut this guy off! Is this great television or what? You want to hear her rephrase the question? Uh, yeah, let's hear
13: <laughs> Infrastructure in place that's geared towards making money off these crises. No,
2: that can't. That can't be true.
13: This is this is impossible to believe. So Mark is claiming that it's a, a generated crises in order to to help businesses uh, uh, make money.
0: John, can you believe that? That can't be true. This doesn't happen in our federal government. That couldn't. That wouldn't happen in a million years under any circumstances. Let's talk to the expert. Let's,
16: this is a great question for the expert. Well, I have to say, you know, after, after this program, I'm kind of interested in talking to my colleague, Tony Kimmeri, Who <laughs> i got to talk to the editor. I got You talk set to, me up. Yeah, who, who I'm going to kick his ass for putting me on this damn show. who specializes in intelligence to see if he is aware of, you know, uh, the stories that somebody might have helped the underwear bomber onto this plane. Uh, because I, I certainly am unaware of them. Um, as for the, uh, there's lots of accusations of, uh, you know, government being in bed with industry on various issues. No. Um, I, I know as a matter of policy that the Bush administration. Has oh, let's blame it on the Bushes. Right, actually had okay. a plan for the whole body imagers to be rolled out and um that that was under consideration by the obama administration before the underwear bombing incident oh and then that's just sort of accelerated that plan and put it into public view yeah which was the whole plan thank you very much
1: he 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 just he slipped he just told us the truth yeah well it was a mistake on his part anyway i love c-span and i love it in fact uh I'm going I, I can't even afford this stupid cable. All I need is internet. Can I just get like C-SPAN and and like uh, the the networks, uh, uh, like the new like CNN and stuff? Can I just get that? Because you know what? I'm so sick and tired of cable. It's like give up your cable, people. It's it's not worth
0: it. So the other night, Why don't you get a Dish Network thing again, no, just I, get the basic all, package. You'll all, get C-SPAN. It's
1: all too, okay. It's all too expensive. So the other night, Mickey's like, let's rent a movie. Okay, let's rent a movie. We have Time Warner Cable. So we rent the movie.
0: Oh, oh, okay.
1: Whatever, she selected uh, whatever it was.
0: Yeah, what was it?
1: Um, it was the Johnny Depp uh, movie that uh, the Hunter S. Thompson wrote. He produced that movie.
0: Apparently, it's a good movie. Okay, whatever. And it says fear and loathing in Las Vegas. I think. No, that's not it. you're okay. It Something. says so. Buffalo, you're, where the Buffalo roam. No,
1: that's not it. It's a, it's a new movie. Oh, it's a new it's movie. new movie. Yeah, and so um, uh, which I was looking forward to watch. And then it says we cannot process your order. Call customer service. And of course, you know Mickey, I love her dearly, but she's a chick. She's like it's not working. And said, so, what does it says, call customer service. Well, why don't you call customer service? And then you have to go through this whole thing. What's the phone number associated with? Blah, 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 blah. What's the last four digits of your social security? All this crap. There's this happy-go-lucky guy, Chuck. Thanks, Chuck. Well, it says this. Well, looks like you have an outstanding payment of five hundred dollars. Like five hundred dollars, and I'm, I'm freaking out. Like I think I turn off the internet because it's Time Warner Cable. It's a package. Like what is that? Well, looks like your credit card hasn't uh, charged for three months or something. I'm like what? And he says, "Oh no, I see what it is. Our billing cycle changed, and then you know, and it's it's a, basically it's their fault because they changed the way their billing cycle worked, and the automatic payment doesn't work." I'm like, okay, well then let me pay for it now. You know, I'll, I'll let you rape me. And he says, "No, just so you know, this won't actually kick in for like you know, three days." What are you talking about?
0: He's right there on the phone. No, you get, no, a no. Immediate, you get an approved authorization code right on the spot. No, no, no.
1: Our system, he says, our system, you know, it, uh, it just places it. It's not really approved until we get it really approved. Like, what are you talking about? What does that mean? I don't know. He says, but the, our system doesn't work that way. So it could be, tw- I've seen it happen in 24 hours. I said, but I want the movie now. And at that point, I said to me, I said, we're getting rid of this crap. We're just getting internet and C-SPAN and the, some of those douchebag news channels. they got to watch. We're getting rid of all of it, and we'll have another hundred and fifty bucks a month to buy hookers with. Hmm. Everyone should be doing that. Except it you. makes
0: no sense that they can't. Just no, click of course the not. I it's... mean, Comcast does, by the way. Well, they should. There's no reason why they shouldn't. No, it's all on a computer. I one, one time a couple of years ago, my somebody didn't pay or whatever, and they. they I guess they tried calling because Comcast always calls you. And, but I guess so nobody was around, so I come in, the Internet's down. So, but it still has a, enough of a feed to tell me that they cut me off. So I called the number. They said, yeah, you got cut off. And I said, well, what's the deal? And I said, well, you just owe us, you owe us some money. And I gave them the card number. She says, okay, hits the button, boom, I'm back up.
1: Yeah, no, not instantly. here. Instantly. Here. The Rum Diary is the name of the movie. Oh, yeah. The Rum Diary. S-
0: so you didn't get to see it? No. I'm going to give it all up,
1: and you should do that at home too, and, and, uh, I don't, uh, and consider many of these.: And guys. consider uh, sending money to the people who are bringing you real entertainment and real news. I think we're one of them. There are others out there, and that's how it's going to have to go in the future. And then get a Roku box. That kicks ass.: Yeah, Roku box.: Roku is love. outstanding. Roku yeah, and a Netflix. you can entertain
0: yourself with all kinds of stuff on the Roku box. Yeah,
1: exactly. Although, it's important that I have CNN, because if I can't get me a good Don Lemon fix like this... Thousands of women taking part in some unexpected training in Iran. They're learning how to be ninja fighters. Whoa! John! Not only are they creating nuclear weapons... They've got Ninja Fighters.
0: How long have you been holding that clip?
1: <laughs> ninja Fighters, I tell you. It's an you.
0: old clip.
3: <laughs> really?
0: Yeah. How old the is it? The Ninja Fighters thing.
1: I love the Ninja Fighters clip. That's in Gitmo Nation uh, East in the UK, one of our producers sent this one in. The weatherman makes a little slip.
10: Start to Sunday, and when well, we've got the showers, obviously that does bring the risk of some ice on the roads through the night and into Sunday morning. Large, look, it is simply a lovely winter's day tomorrow. Bucket loads of cunt, uh,
1: uh, bucket loads of cunt. Thank you. <laughs> That's
0: what he said. Yes. I don't know what he was thinking. <laughs> He's probably got Tourette's. <laughs> oh,
1: I love it. I love it so. Anyway.
0: Well, I was trying to find something in the New York Times today, and there's nothing to trying to promote colonoscopy and uh, continue the phony baloney. Uh, is
1: that the, the Ozzy Osbourne uh, colonoscopy contest? Because I see those commercials all the time. Yeah,
0: and it's part of it. There's some, who's ever doing the public relations for some colonoscopy devices? I'm sure behind all this I think crap. it's a bad, I don't think Ozzy Osbourne is the right spokesperson for that. no. You
1: think? But he Not. is, yeah. uh, Lots of vaccine uh, news, though. Um, there's a new Norwegian mass vaccination planned. Uh, so the state has ordered uh, millions and millions of pandemics vaccinations. This is the country, by the way, that uh, where we first discovered the narcolepsy associated with that very vaccine. Uh, the norovirus is getting a lot of heat. It's everywhere now, says USA Today. This is the one that makes you poop.
0: Uh, I've had it. I had it. A, I think a year ago. Did you poop? Well, you, you poop and puke. Oh, that's it's not... a poop. It's a poop and puke thing, and it lasts for about twenty four hours. It's, you lose about five pounds. It's actually a great weight loss uh, thing.
1: <laughs> it's a new diet pill.
0: <laughs> and, poop and puke. Uh, you lose a little weight, and you poop and. Puke oh, constantly, at and at the same and, time, a month, twenty four hours later, you find is that you're good to go. It's the stupidest thing ever.
1: Well, USA Today reports there is hope. An antiviral medicine is in early development, and significant process progress is being made towards a vaccine. Yes, that's very that's good. Not worth
0: it. It's not worth getting a vaccine.
1: Whooping for. cough vaccine. Urged for all ad- adults. That's right. The federal advisory panel wants all U.S. adults to get vaccinated against whooping cough.
0: I had it when I was a kid. Why should I? Why, I had the vaccine when I was a kid. Are you I'm an adult? Are you an adult? Apparently not. Then
1: You <laughs> you need to get this, son. The panel voted Wednesday to uh, expand its recommendation to include all those 65 and older who have not gotten a whooping cough shot, shot as an adult. So you got a couple of years yet. And uh, they're also working on new drugs for hepatitis C. I mean, it's just, it's a bonanza. It's a bonanza, I tell you. It's great. It's fantastic. Just really, really, really doing great.
0: And uh, what else we got? I think that's all I got. Really? I may do have some clips, but there's nothing really interesting.
1: Um, uh, no, I don't think, uh, well, maybe I had, uh... I
0: got a key I got a clipper that I forgot what it is. It says keystone pipeline. What's the deal? Yeah. I, I want to look into this. I've been looking into the keystone pipeline cause there's something fishy about it and I haven't been able to figure out what it is, but here's a little clip. That's kind of a teaser for what I'll be investigating
5: the president didn't turn down the keystone pipeline there was a process in place uh long with long precedent uh run out of the state department No, oh, this is the the
1: gibbs show carney no, carney i spoke carney so yeah, show carney
0: yeah. on the gibbs show carney <laughs> we saw we saw the president kill the keystone pipeline temporarily but now he said no no he didn't do that you didn't see it you you were looking at the wrong
5: thing you, you've been misled because of the, issue of the pipeline crossing an international boundary uh, that required an, uh, uh, an amount of time for proper review after an alternate route was uh, deemed necessary. Yeah, well, you
1: know, we did we did not look into this. Um, and I quite frankly, I don't know. All I know is that Hillary's involved in it. Uh, and that just says enough right there. Hillary and pipelines. Do you need to know any more than that? That means there's a scam going on somewhere.
0: Yeah, no, I think I'm sure there's a scam going on. I just like to figure out what it is. I do have uh, one kind of interesting clip left. Um, and by the way,
1: I, I have a feeling that Facebook will not go public at all. Everyone, you know. Will put it in the book? Yeah, put that in the book. I think you should put it in the book. Um, and there's so much false information. You know, I can't, there's so many, I should write a blog post about this. There's so many people, well, they've done $3 billion mainly from advertising. No, no. A million and a half came from sale of stock. And then uh, 12, 16% of the remainder was from Zynga money. So no. And when you think about it, that's not actually, they're not doing that great. You know, so what are they doing? Like a hundred billion a month? That's not all that great. A hundred 100 million a month. It's not all that great. You know, they not
0: the, considering
1: a billion users. 800, whatever it is, 800 billion. Oh, by the way, need to call you out, dude. Okay, dude. What you wrote in your? I think your PC Mag column about someone selling a company for a gazillion dollars. Really? I'd never. know. Really? It says gazillion. I, that
0: was if that. If you see me using the word gazillion in a column? A p- copy editor. Go put to it in go there. to PC Mag. I will not use that word or ginormous. as yeah, another one. This is because I
1: use ginormous. You slap me back for that. You slap me back, and rightly so.
0: And then I'm like, really. You really used gazillion dollars? All right, I'm going to go look and see. i go look at my original copy. I'm going to look at this, and if it's in there, I'm going to complain Here. bitterly. It's, under, it's And the- I'm going to take a clip from this show and say, this is the public humiliation you've put me
1: through. Okay, this is uh, the... What would Steve Jobs do? <clears throat> uh, maybe it wasn't that one. Crap. I think it was that one. What was, yeah. you wrote? You wrote something recently about a company being bought or selling better,
0: better give me the attribution because i can't look it up because i'll go do a search on all my columns for gazillion and it won't be in there so you have to tell me which one it is and i'll find it you said
1: and it would literally i was like what john c Dvorak wrote gazillion
0: it's not going to happen now there's a bunch it. of pet peeve things i don't do i don't use the word natch it's another one i hate natch yeah, net, it's a common natch. means naturally and people... Natch? natch? No, yeah. that, you should be shot for using that. Ah, uh, I had an editor do that to me. I was writing for the San Francisco Examiner and he put in natch into the column. Ah, here and it I is. I got bent here, out of shape about it because he it thought is. it was cute. Here it is.
1: Here it is. Here it is. It is uh, from a different... I remember, now I remember
0: what I was reading. Why does Twitter hate me? Oh. Okay? Ahem. <laughs> <clears throat> It's, by the way, the column was ineffective at getting me verified.
1: I have been critical of blogging. At the time, Williams, meaning Ev uh, Williams, ran Blogger and eventually not, sold it to Google for gazillions
0: of dollars. Nope, nope, nope. I remember writing that sentence. Well, who's your editor? I used the word millions. Who's your editor? Who's your editor? I well, I had. There's about five people to go through, so I don't know which one put that in there. Well, when you you named
1: take the clip from this show. And say, here's what the public thinks of you. Douchebag. Not you, but the editor. <laughs> the editor. It's ridiculous. I, I saw that. I'm like, since when does John have a ghostwriter on his columns? Man, it's only 500 words.
0: Gazillion. <laughs> what is Mimi writing them now? I, I tell you, I didn't use that word. I'm just stunned that somebody would put it in there when it's, it's inaccurate. It doesn't mean anything. It's one of those vague words that no. should never be used. It, it's only, it's like natch. Somebody uses it because they they think it's cute. A snatch is okay,
1: though. Uh, well, yeah, probably anyway, better. So I think that there is a uh, there's a lot going on with Facebook, and this uh, this report has two meanings: one, get off Facebook, and two, Facebook is not where you want to be. So I like the report, but I think this is someone trying to. Uh, devalue the company or do something, but it, this type of reporting will not help them actually go public, which they probably shouldn't do anyway, because they'll just make themselves rich and go out of business. Parties are trying
9: to figure out how pictures of 17 Massachusetts high school students ended up on a porn website. This is yeah. an
3: awful thing. You know, we're very concerned about our students and their safety here at the school, or anytime actually.
9: Police say the photos of the fully clothed students from Bay Path Vocational Technical School were taken from their Facebook pages. These students were unwilling participants in this. This isn't like they knew that their uh, personal photos were going to be posted to this website. And these photos were basically...
1: This is the sheriff talking, by the way.
9: Hijacked from Hijack. their
6: personal Facebook.
9: Personal. The pictures were found on the website last month. School officials say they immediately informed police and student parents of the situation. Situation. I've
11: heard of for many of the girls that were on it, they were over. Uh, they were humiliated. They didn't know how their pitches got exploited.
1: Authorities, are- <laughs> uh, but how about uh, download and uh, save? How hard is that? Uh, uh, urging idiot. students
9: to limit their access to Facebook pages.
12: Well, I deleted mine because I didn't want to be a part of like anything that would happen to me and stuff.
9: State and federal law enforcement officials.
0: Genius. Yeah, I deleted my yeah exactly. Officials are trying Anybody to figure have out his stuff.
9: Who is responsible for the website, which they say also included child pornography? So
1: far, they've determined Woo-hoo! the site is based overseas. Yeah, Chiners, the Chiners trying to take down the Facebooks. There's a war going on there, folks. And uh, anyway, would you like a uh, a scoop when it comes oh. to to pictures and copyright? What? So, I have uh, successfully defended the Creative Commons copyright in court twice uh, in the Netherlands. You can google this um, uh, there 's jurisprudence now that Creative Commons copyright stands up. What had happened? Why? Because a Dutch uh, magazine a, um, a gossip magazine, had taken pictures off of my uh, Flickr site at the time, which has a Creative Commons tag and published them, and I sued them successfully in court. And the judge said, well, the copyright is valid, but uh, screw you, Curry. You, you know, you didn't lose any money. So I didn't get any damages, and it cost me a lot of money. It cost, like, you know, it cost you $1,000 and more. Just to, I mean, actually, taking them to court cost 4000 but I did it to prove a point. So if you go to creativecommons.org, you'll see that case laid out and translated everything. So something very interesting happened uh, two weeks ago some of the pictures from our Hot Pockets tour 2008 Hot Pockets. particularly the ones with the guns you recall these pictures yeah so they showed up in a magazine saying oh Adam and uh, Mickey they're engaged they're going to get married and here's a whole page of pictures of them and it's you know it's like Mickey with the Glock it's like me with the AR-15 it's was like, this in Holland? yes <laughs> and they even one on the cover and I'm like wow But it turns out, and this was a little learning moment at home, it said, source, it had a credit for the photos, Adam Curry and Mickey Hugendike Twitter. I'm like, really? And so, you know, Twitter, I'm like, really? So it turns out that Mickey had uploaded some of these pictures, tweeted them, and they went through um, Twitter's new photo service. And so first I say, Mickey... You know, it's like, I don't think, is it TwitPic? No, it's not TwitPic, it's the other one.
0: Oh, whatever, go on.
1: I said, Mickey, this is really tough, man, because, you know, we don't have a creative commons on these. And if you go and look, it says, in the terms of service, it says, Twitter, you hereby give Twitter, you know, a, a worldwide license to basically sell your crap. Sell whatever you want. So, if Twitter gave them a license... Then we're screwed, you know, and, and so she's like, oh, man, that was really dumb. I'm like, yeah, OK, anyway, uh, it's OK. You know, I said, I'm going to call my guy and we'll see what he says. And so I call my lawyer in Holland. He says, well, you know what? Why don't we ask the publisher, which is a big company, Audax? So why don't we ask him uh, to show us the uh, the permission from Twitter? Since they say they got it from Twitter, show the permission. And uh, so my lawyer, of course, writes a different note. He says uh, we need five thousand euros and a thousand euros in legal costs because unless you can produce the document, and you have to sign this document that says if we ever do it again, we'll have to pay you twenty thousand euros. Guess what? They came you got back. A check in the mail. Well, I'm fifteen hundred euros damages, one thousand euros for the. Uh, Uh, for the for the legal fee, which basically uh, all of it's going to go towards the lawyer. (laughs) The lawyer is like this went on for two weeks. You know, this is like 400 euros a letter, you know, so I'm making no money on the deal. And they did sign the document. They say, if we ever do it again, we'll pay you 20,000. So I would say it's a win that uh, a we know that Twitter didn't sell it. That's really good. But also you can actually go after these a holes.
0: Well, in Holland, anyway. Oh, it's jurisprudence. It'll stand up. It'll stand up. But pretty cool, right? Yeah. No, I think uh, I'm glad that you're doing this. It's a big deal. Yeah, I'm the only guy that does this. There's so and all these these
1: these puffers, pufferizers. Oh, copy No one ever does the the dirty work. And I got I, I really and I said to Mickey's, like, well, Disney you know. does. <laughs> yeah, I said, yeah, I, we really can't afford this. Yeah, you know, but you know, let's just do it. Let's just because you know, we we got to be we got to protect ourselves. It's, we can't have this happening. And uh, and there you go. And so I'm uh I'm we're just waiting for the final negotiation because I want as a part of the the deal I want to be able to publicize this so that people know that magazines just can't and you know just can't go stealing your pictures. But at the same time, Twitter could actually give someone the license
0: to do that. Right. So Smart Money would go to Twitter and have a deal. The way you do it, you have a standing deal with Twitter, exactly, uh, to take everything they have whenever you feel like it, and then whatever you use, and you give them a check. So you say, "I want a standing deal. I want to use whatever I can use, and then if you use one thing, then you send them a check. If you use two things, you send them another check. Right? That's you the are. way these deals
1: are usually done. Right? You are. So I'm thinking we got to set up an agency. A photo agency. I got another. I got another <laughs> idea. It's a photo. Yeah, is ag-
0: Twitter photos. Twitter photo agency. And yeah, it'll we'll be just, a middleman for well, Twitter. Yeah. They make, make money on the deal. They we'll need ju- to make money.
1: A document came out. Uh, the Obama administration coming out with a uh, online bill of rights, which uh, is the most disgusting document I've ever seen. But I have not dissected it enough, so we'll talk about that on Sunday. I will be all over it because it's exactly what this is about. How you, uh, the government, will actually help commercial companies. Uh, screw you. And take your stuff. Exactly. So, yeah. get off Facebook, get rid of your cable, and move to Austin. Because that's where it's at, baby. Everyone here is tall and pretty, too. Ha! All right. Coming to you from Camp Mofo here in the Drone Star State in Austin, Tejas. That'd be the capital... In the morning, everybody. My name is Adam Curry.
0: And from northern Silicon Valley, where there actually is a pool on how long Adam will stay in Austin, <laughs> I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: Yeah, enough about your family. And a reminder, Dirty Boxers Lee Brown is live Monday to Friday on the stream from 9 to 11 a.m. Eastern, and uh, you will definitely want to check him out, his... Uh... British dude does a fun little show there. You should check it out on the stream, noagendastream.com. We'll be back again on Sunday with another fun-packed episode right here on No Agenda.
4: Dvorak.org slash na.